Welcome everybody to Forest Sword Yarn, Season 2, Episode 20. Finno, what's happening, mate? Mate, not much. I'm pretty good. Uh, episode 20, we're back at it. Um, And with a special sort of episode, mate, you got a pretty good guest on for us tonight. Yeah? I do. I got a guest. So, a bit of, bit of backstory. How did I get this guest? How did, you, guest? How did so, David Giles get this guest? Let's hear it. Well, wait. Well, you know me. I fuck around on all the Discord <laughs> channels and I get into debates and I and, I, and sometimes I, there are channels I go to where um, we're just chatting politics. So I went into as an American Discord channel and we were talking about politics. We're talking about some Amer- to some Americans about the upcoming midterm elections and mm-hmm. eventually we got talking about world politics and um, just conflicts all over the place. Oh, Rodder, this is yeah okay because there's a there's a fair bit going on at the moment. That's right. Yeah. Like you got um, your UK, Ukraine and um, Russia, Taiwan, China, mm. and then the US domestically. Like they have kind of a bit of a cold civil war brewing. Just so it'll this be interesting week alone. to talk to an American about that, right? Well, we talk we talk a fair bit and reference America a fair bit because it's, you know, what happens here affects us um, yeah. very much. So, so it's going to be good to have an American perspective. So that's right. Yeah. You've managed to get one. Well, look, out of all the people I was chatting to there, there was about six or seven of us, and mm-hmm. of all the people there giving their opinions and their predictions about everything, I just thought that this person, this person stood out mm-hmm. and had some great insight. So I thought I'd ask her to come on Foresight and uh, help us um, get up to scratch on some of the latest current events in geopolitics. Cool. Now she has agreed to come on Foresight. She's here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So introducing the Foresight, she is a cat girl. <laughs> she is a VTuber. She is a political scientist major. Everybody, please, welcome to the Fireside, Empress Julia. <laughs> Empress Julia, welcome to Fireside Yarns. How are hello, you? Hello, hello. I'm alive. <laughs> That's I, I, I took a danger nap by accident. A danger nap. We're getting, we're getting Julia earlier um, now. She's actually been very kind to wake up early for us today and be on the be on Australian time for the for the boys. But <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. What time? Yeah. What time is it? For you over there? It is currently eight a.m. Right. Eight thirty-seven. But we've had you up for a couple of hours already. <laughs> it's all good. It is. Yeah. Look, everybody. We did get a bit into this podcast, and I <laughs> fucked up and wasn't recording. <laughs> I'm gonna just hold uh, it now. Yeah, just but uh, like we didn't get far, so it doesn't matter. No, no, we're but, good. Um, it was a couple minutes anyway. Yeah. So hi. But um, hi everybody. Yeah. Hello, Empress Julia. Why don't you tell the the, the firesiders, as we like to call them, um, <laughs> a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm the world's number one greatest political machine uh, player. Uh, just yesterday, I lazily played Political Machine 2016. And uh, beat Trump by losing California and winning Texas. So that's how that. you do it. That's how you do <laughs> yep. it. A- any anyway, um, no, if for, for real. For the reason I'm here, like I am a cat girl. Yes, I, I, I'm the biggest cat girl there ever was. Um, but I have a uh, degree in political science. So me, like we were saying in the early recording, you, you bogan, you. Um, yeah. <laughs> we. Uh, what, um, how did you get into political science? Yeah, yeah, there we what, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, I, I kind of got into it by accident. So, a, as a kid, I was super interested in politics. Um, 
but I wasn't really intending to really do much with that. It was just always sort of an interest. And at going to school for uh, criminal justice, um, I took political science classes on the side for sort of funsies, and I thought maybe I'll take it as a minor or whatever. Um, when it came time to switch over to get a bachelor's, because of the, the the way I had it set up was I had tuition incentive program, so it required me to get an associate's. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of like the the weird playing with numbers thing. So I took everything but like the last class required to graduate with an associate's in criminal justice, talked to the financial or the um, academic advisor, and they said I was like 12 credits away from a bachelor's in political science. So I instantly switched over to that oh. uh, fully. Um, so I, I completely did the the proper career, the path um, for studying there. And my like 300 to 400 level classes were pretty much all all geopolitics stuff. So All for fun. Um, yeah. So that's kind of why I'm <laughs> like, that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. like my main interest there. Well, I was just in your introduction before, before we pulled you in here. I was just talking about, yeah, like I met you on this uh, American Discord Discord server. I just popped in there because I like to talk to Americans about like the upcoming mid, uh, midterm elections and stuff like that. And we got to talking about, yeah, like world politics and conflicts around the world. And of everyone that was there, like there was like six or seven of us. And I was just, I was real, um, yeah, I, I thought your insights and all, they clicked. There was a lot of fun chatting with you. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, t- I told everyone, I just, I, I asked you to come on and, you are very cool to come on. Now, I know you got a lot of um, interesting theories about what's currently happening and then about, I guess, what could happen down the road. Yeah. What we, what we hope will happen or what hope not will happen. But where do we where do we start? Is there a start point? Is there... Is, um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of just wanted to say, like, the problem with what we have going on now is you have hotspots kind of veering all over the world. And it's been really starting since the the beginning of the pandemic is when things have started to get really bad. Um, Normally, we could deal with like one or two crises at once, but we're having everything sort of happen all at once. You have an incoming recession, the global recession. I don't care what Biden says about his strong, um, strong jobs numbers. That's people taking second jobs. We're in a recession. We have... Um, we have Ukraine, Russia. That's the big one. You have Taiwan, China. It's another one. Um, I'm sorry. You have Taiwan and West Taiwan. Um, oh, that, that's a, yeah. that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we have uh, Israel, Palestine. You have Israel, Iran. Uh, even North Korea is an issue um, to some extent. Uh, And Cuba, that's a big one going on right now. Uh, You have things happening all over the world, and it's all sort of culminating into one shit show. And that's kind of where we're at. Um, And like I said, we could usually deal with one or two crises at once, but when you start impounding a bunch all at once, things get a little spicy. Um, And I'm a little concerned about the direction things go. You mentioned that um, since since the pandemic, things have really started to kick off more. Is there a reason why? Is it just because of the, the turmoil that the pandemic well, caused? Or is there... I mean, these, these things were already underlying, yeah, right? Yeah. The, the pandemic is what really brought it out. Yep. If you think of the US, I mean, we had what the Great Resignation, which I would attribute a lot to people going home 
working from home or just being away from work and then going, oh, I don't need this stupid job. Why am I doing this? Things like that. You have supply chain issues that start crippling a lot of things. Um, our just-in-time delivery system here is it's not effective when it comes to global situations. Um, <clears throat> so a, a lot of these issues were already underlying. It's just that the pandemic sort of accelerated it. Yep. So th- we were going to get here eventually. It's just now everything's happening all at once. It was inevitable, the way, the way things yeah. were tracking as it was. Um. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start? <clears throat> Ukraine, Russia. Place? Yeah. Gotta be, right? Yeah. Gotta be. That's a, that's a big one. The elephant so, in the room. Yeah. Well, what do you want to know? Everything. Where are we at now? Where <laughs> yeah. are we at now with Ukraine and Russia? Does you, Is Ukraine going to win? Can they win? Um, and what does that look like if they do? Or what does it look like if yeah. they don't? Like, um, in your, so, just in your opinion. Yeah. All right. So I guess to like, sort of come back to this, I kind of want to explain like the underlying forces at work here. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that comes down to, in my opinion, a lot of the, the quote unquote liberal world order um, as um, recently a lot of conservatives started freaking out. Oh, they said it's liberal. Like, Dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. We've had yeah. this for since like the beginning of the cold war. Um, yeah. So, we are effectively using U.S. hegemony here, in my opinion, to achieve our ends in Ukraine. Um, in, in reality, we're achieving U.S. Uh, U.S. interest. Ukraine, it doesn't really matter to the U.S., uh, despite what they say. Ukraine is just there. Um, strategically... It's somewhat important due to exports of grain and whatnot and positioning between NATO and Russia. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. We're not there out of goodwill. And we're not also there out of uh, benefiting the military-industrial complex, like a lot of people have been saying. It has nothing to do with that. It's purely strategic interest in weakening Russia, in my opinion. So I I was sort of thinking, like... uh, why would we not intercede with Russia? Why why did we not have stronger language prior to prevent this war? So you have sort of two directions. You could say when Putin put uh, blood banks, uh, blood hospitals uh, back in like, I think it was like January 24th or something like that. So, somewhere in the end of January, he started putting blood banks, um, preparing for invasion. Mm-hmm. Why did we not at that point say, well, if you take one step across Ukrainian soil, we're just blow you up. Like, don't do it. Why did we not come strong out of the gate there? And some might say, oh, we're afraid of nuclear war, but no, that's the, in my opinion, that's not a really good excuse. Um, Putin only understands power. Everybody knows that. Sanctions, we already knew, and it's been admitted. Sanctions weren't going to do anything to prevent him his invasion. It's not what it was for. So I'm like, okay, so it's a bit dumb that we didn't. Uh, so why didn't we? Oh, well, what do we get out of this war? Why do we get out of Russia and Ukraine beefing it out? It's a weakened Russia. It's just another proxy war. And honestly, I could see the logic in it. 
personally, prescriptively, I would have wanted to step our foot down before Russia even did it. But they, I mean, this has been going back since 2014. Uh, and, and as far as you go back, oh, you could talk about the Russian invasion of Georgia. Um, we've oh, just sort of allowed, it? yeah, it was 08. Yeah, we just sort of allowed this. Um, but taking all that away, why didn't we interject before was, the invasion? Was there concern, do you think, or, or a major concern that um, Russia's allies being China and North Korea would get heavily involved? No, if they I don't think so. No? China, China is a fair weather friend. China is only interested in China. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the moment that the, the first chance they get, they'll, back, they'll backstab Russia. They've never liked each other. It's always been an alliance of necessity. But they um, share a border, right? They, they have their own. Yeah, that's you know, why they hate each other. Interests. Yeah. China well, wants like, Russia. China wants Russia's uh, resources, hands down. You, you are of the opinion, right, that like obviously what you're saying is like America is there for their own interest. Really, yeah, really. it's always going to be the the, yeah. the language we say about the liberal world order and. Um, it, it's it's fluff. It it doesn't mean anything. But, the U, the U. S. is, is always going to use the apparatus of of the world's like uh, quote unquote liberal world order. Well, they wouldn't get involved. Advantage. Yeah, they wouldn't get yeah, involved. Wouldn't get involved. If it wasn't in their interest in some sort. But do you think yeah. this is regard? Is this a win win for them in some ways? Because it's it is something that like Russia's in the wrong. Russia, like you obviously yeah. agree, Russia should Definitely. not be. Yeah, and. And it's it's one of those things that, again. Like, so what I was kind I don't of getting compare to, them. yeah, yeah. What I was getting to. Um, so my theory behind it all. This is purely bleeding Russia, and we. It's pretty obvious that we're kind of enjoying the fact that Russia is getting their shit kicked in by Ukraine. We are doing everything we can to perpetuate the war, though. We could be sending a whole lot more resources to Ukraine. Targeted resources, things they actually need, but we're not. What we're sending is just enough to keep them afloat. We're not interested in Ukraine winning. We're interested in Ukraine not losing. Dragging that out as long as possible. The longer this conflict goes on, the more people die with Russia, the more things get disrupted, the better off the U.S.'s position is. Because right now, you have a change in um, geopolitical framework. We're going from a unipolar world to a multipolar world. That's what a lot of this is. And at the end of the day, the U.S. doesn't want that. The liberal world order, as it was said, doesn't want that. Because that makes things a bit risky. And that's why I'm actually kind of okay with the path that we've taken with this. Is things get very sketchy when you start having one power supersede another. So by taking out Russia or limiting Russia, letting it bleed, being sanctioned, all of these things, collapsing its economy, if you can try, we'll do, we'll, we'll take one player out of the equation and that just leaves China. So I think based on trajectories and all the information I've seen as Ukraine will win, but what does that look like? It looks like to me. Russia probably gets to keep its territory it's held. Maybe it loses some of it. So you you conclude in Crimea and the whole yeah. Donetsk and Luhansk Donbass region. I think you, that's what's going to happen. You think that they will see that? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to have to. 
Um, unless yeah. we finally decide to invest what they need. They need more HIMARS missiles and uh, delivery systems. They need uh, they need um, Abrams tanks. They need um, javelins. more sort of... Um, mm. and Javelins, yeah. Uh, what they need is they need offensive weapons. They don't need defensive. They need tanks. They need uh, armored troop transports. They need um, HIMARS. They need to replace their stock of missiles. Um, they need all these things and we're not really providing them what they need. We've given them some HIMARS, but they need like a hundred to really be effective. Do you um, think that that one of the biggest benefits America has gotten from this and, and the, the West in a way is how, how, more, how much more um, united NATO is? Oh, like definitely. NATO, yeah. NATO that is a big win. Yeah. Like Donald Trump was really, really trying to, like he was... You started the Trump presidents. Mm. He was talking about disbanding yeah. NATO, which would have. Can you imagine what that would do you to Europe? Where we'd be now? Yeah. Well, wasn't yeah. that what um, Putin was was relying on was Donald Trump's? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Backups, you know, and then to me, it, and I might be wrong, but he's waited for this opportunity when um, that the alliance appeared to be at its weakest. Yeah. To make this strike and, and and we've done nothing but get stronger. Putin, in yeah. all respects, has lost. The only thing he can try to win on is blood and soil, which is what this whole thing's about. About mm. it's not yeah. about NATO. It's not about. It's about blood and soil. Putin wants that, Ukraine. They he are wants the new to Nazis. Take all of Ukraine. Yeah. He, yeah. The Z is the new swastika. Mm. I, I will. I will go to the grave with that. You, uh, Russia is a fascist state. The way they like because they. I think we were talking about this the other night. They have like 10 reasons why they reckon they're in, like, oh, it's to protect the ethnic Russians in the Donbass. Oh, it's because actually the Ukraine doesn't even exist. Oh, no, it's because there's Nazis. Yeah. Oh, no, it's because of they, this. They move the goalposts yeah. and all that. It's, it's, yeah. That's right. It's textbook it's false flag and um, common enemy tactics that were used by the Nazis prior to yeah. World War II yeah. and during that to get their people and the support there. Even the, the propaganda that we're seeing. Um, and the lack of information that the Russian people are yeah. receiving about the war is exactly the same. Like, it's just, it's textbook. Russians don't want this. You're right. Like, Russians do not want this war, like most Russians. If they knew, if they knew, if they knew a lot about of the, the yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, the atrocities being committed well, and those the, the sorts thing of is, things, a, that would be appalling. Russia's very apath- the Russian citizens are fairly apathetic, though. They want stability above all else because Russia's really never had a democracy or democratic experiment really they've always been authoritarian since the czars since the mm. ussr since modern day with putin it's all been authoritarian they just want stability because in the 90s they didn't have stability in the 80s they didn't have stability they want stability. they never did so, even under ro- stalin yeah yeah but why are they gonna that, rock the boat and, like and stalin's an interesting one right when you talk about the donbass and crimea yeah like um, Stalin actively moved ethnic Crimeans yeah. and Ukrainians out of there, yeah, um, and displaced them. And then, and so, this was the yeah, same spare, in Northern Ireland as well. Me the, spare me the BS Russia about their being. Oh, ethnic this is Russians. Russian territory. Like, it's like yeah, yeah. It, it, everyone's Russian territory if you kill everyone who isn't yeah. Russian. You know, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so it is, and, and, and it should have been. This and even all then, the strongest fighters, the strongest fighters, have been Russians against yeah, Russia. Against Russia, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, I, spare me this uh, Donbass crap that people, a lot of people say, oh, well, they want to decide their own fate. No, they don't. 
They are the manufactured consent. That's all it is. You have a, a minority of people who are. Oh, yeah. All these Russian ethnic people, because you, the U.S. is very. U.S. Um, mindset about a lot of things is very, oh, well, they're just the ethnic Russians or whatever. We don't look too deeply into these things. Um, you can say Western that. as well. Yeah. Because, you know, I think I think we're responsible of, the, um, I, I mean, um, we're susceptible, I should say, to, to the same, to the same lackadaisical, oh, yeah. 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 Like, we don't too, look too deeply into these things, so. No. Um, we all kind of collectively understand that what happened in Crimea was BS, but yeah. Yeah, I, I've still heard recently people saying, oh, well, if if the people in Crimea want to stay with Russia, the, the only people in Crimea who want to stay with Russia are people who were imported. And as well, that whole the whole situation, it was 2013-14 when they had the little green men invasion who yeah. were Russians. They went in there and you had the ethnic Tatars and most political groups within Crimea when Putin and the the new guard took over and they had a referendum. Most people didn't take part in it because they didn't consider it to be um, legitimate and neither yeah. did the world body. The UN still does not recognize Crimea as Russian territory because it was a sham election. Yeah, so, it was all BS. Yeah, incredible. And what's been going on in the Donbass, it's effectively just been like... It's hell there. Effectively, right? Russian Spetsnaz like g- g- going in there and screwing things up. It, it, it's Russian-backed terrorism. Oh, this. Yep. And it, it's the same thing they always do. This, this is no different than Georgia. No Dis- different than disruption. Yeah. Mm. But it, they, it was they nice won't to get see in there Georgia and infest. It's nice to see Georgia um, show some support in their city centers for um, oh, the, Ukraine. Oh, the people of Georgia. The people of Georgia, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh, government, no, no, no. Don't, the, don't government the government is... Yeah. Uh, they're, they're half... They may as well be the government of Belarus or fucking... Um, yeah. Well, I, 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 my own sort of theory with that is they're, they're trying to be as neutral about it as possible so they don't receive the same thing. Because they, the, uh, Georgia can't. They can't manage Ukraine can, you Georgia can't. Yeah. It'll be over again in a couple of days. Um, look at the other border nations, though. Look, at, isn't Finland now? And is it Finland and Denmark are both going to join NATO? Finland, Sweden. Is that right? Sweden, that's wow. Yeah. Can you, that, New, this countries has that been, have been neutral yeah. for the entirety of the existence of NATO are now joining NATO. Putin Putin has like, what has he done? <laughs> He's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's done nothing but make the. "Quote liberal world order stronger." Mm. Yeah. Um. So, regardless of what happens, if the United States wants to be serious about driving Russia out, we can. Um. Now the things get a little sketchy if they take back the Donbass and then try to take back Crimea. I think that's Putin's red line is Crimea. The moment they start crossing over to Crimea, that's when things get very spicy. And is that just because is Crimea important just not only geopolitically? Strategically. Yeah, yeah geo- strategic. and, and that's because of trade and the fact that that's the whole, like, they, they share that sea with Turkey and yeah. Russia themselves. Yeah. Basically, from what I understand, my understanding of Russian nuclear doctrine is if they are threatened strategically, they will use a first strike. Yeah. 
So I don't know, however, if they really could authorize it. That's the thing I'm a little kind of iffy about. A strategic threat? That they would. The crime may have been taken they, back? In my opinion, Well, how they could they justify that if pre-2013-14, they didn't have it? It doesn't matter. Putin doesn't care. I suppose you're um, right. Like, however, yeah, yeah, you're however, right. to launch a first strike, Russia would have to get permission from... Or Putin would have to make the order. He'd have to go down the chain of command. That next person would have to say, yeah, I sign off on that launch. Next person below them, I sign off on that uh, launch. And it keeps going down the chain. And if one person says, nah, screw you, it doesn't happen. Could that Putin happen? Could have, that happen? A lot of people think that we really wouldn't really experience anything nuclear out of Russia because somebody down the line is going to say, no, screw you. Well, that happens. Do you not think that that person's going to get an arsenic tea? You mm. know? But you look during the Cold War, you know, the numerous cases where there was potential for nuclear strike and each time yeah. it was it was each knocked on the head. Avoided. You know, there was, there was multiple cases of, um, of that happening. So... So I, I, I honestly a... don't know. Uh, I don't know if Putin Putin actually could get away with uh, with launching strike. a first strike. I don't know if his people, if his uh, chain of command would allow for it. What would happen if it did? Say he did, and and it now a strategic strike. So maybe he maybe he hits a certain and I mean a munitions barracks. Maybe he hits a, a border. Maybe he hits fucking. It's a, a strategic strike is generally not. A, a strike that destroys a city, right? Yeah, it's a small, um, it's a small nuclear intercontinental b- ballistic missile, the, and it will hit a strategic uh, military target. Correct? Yeah, uh, really depends on how they want to go about it. If, in a theoretical world, let's say you want, all right, it's launch time. Let's go. We're going to launch one missile. Where do you want to do it? If you're Putin, you could okay. drop it on Brussels. Well, if you okay, to, if you're you, talking about. If you want to send NATO a message, yes. hey, fuck off, you could nuke Brussels and take out NATO's headquarters. You could take out that'd Warsaw, be, That'd Poland. be World War Three, though. Yeah, it'd be World War Three. You could do it to Poland. They, you could do... All of these things would cause World War Three. Putin thinks he can win. He doesn't care. So... What if he, what if he strategically struck Ukraine with a nuclear weapon? That's probably where it would be, in my opinion. Yeah, is, is that... Does that cross the red line? Would NATO yes, have to get yes. involved? They would have yeah. to get involved. Uh, hands down, we've already said if this chemical weapons used, we'll respond in kind. Well, we've already said the, that. That'll be the first. That's our red line. Nuclear. So strike. anything weapons yeah. of mass destruction, mm. they have to get involved because you can't allow that sort of um, social taboo to be violated. The nuclear taboo. Yeah. Because at that point, all bets are off. Well, it's been avoided for so long that yeah. you know that that um, breaks the. The record that we've had, I suppose, of no nuclear weapons being used, you know, in um, in anger. It's only so it's, long, on, it's only happened in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That's what Everything I mean. Everything else, there's, I think, has just been a military drills test of some sort, right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's threats. There's you know there's testing and all those sorts of things. I mean, North Korea are fucking up their missile strikes all the time. Um. But nothing that's been used in in the heat of the moment or in anger. But speaking of North Korea, then this week announcing or, or talking about supplying troops to Russia to assist in yeah. Ukraine. What's your thoughts on that? I don't think that's true. I, you don't? I, I think I don't think that's true. And there's not enough like 
There's not enough information, in my opinion, to really say for sure if that's happening or not. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I think that's just kind of a rumor floated through Russian media or whatever. Yeah. Um, even a, even yeah. then... Sorry, go on. Like, the, the, you, North Korean soldiers are not equipped for this. They're, they're paperweights. They, they're all infested with maggots. and Like the, like I was mentioning earlier before we started talking... Um, the one, uh, the one uh, North Korean, the one North Korean defector that got shot five times trying to mm. cross the border, and they found like a tapeworm in him, and just he was. I think they were described by the doctors like that he'd see nothing like this outside of a textbook, oh. like, it, it, and that's just a common soldier. It would be interesting to see. Their soldiers are up to, I think, yeah. one to two and inches shorter than their than their ethnic brothers and yeah. sisters of South Korea because of. De- generations of, of malnourishment yeah. and torture. But, I, I, but they they do have a connection with Russia, though. I will say, like, they have train systems. They ha- there's always yeah. been talk of North Koreans been sent to Russia as free labor and as, I, I, to you know what I mean, like, to, to be used in the, the, I, the parts I, of Russia where Russians won't work, if you can believe if it that. Does, if, it, if it does happen, it'll probably just be what kind of happened with the Chechens. Yeah. You have some, okay. well, but yeah, they're not skilled. You're not getting Navy, Navy Seal, Marine motherfuckers. No. You're getting you're not getting the Wagner group. Like, you're getting numbers. You're, yeah, but that's the scary thing about Russia. I think Russia has has always seen strength in numbers. I mean, what was that the Germans said that um, one of our tanks is worth three of Russia's tanks during the war? Yeah. And then they said, "Well, how did you lose?" And they like they sent four tanks. Like, yeah. <laughs> this was like the they don't. They have no regard for their own people. Yeah, they have they no will regard hurl for them life. into oblivion. They don't care. Is that different with our technological advancements now in military? Like, no. Can you do not that? Can you just? You can't just shoot pe- pe- pawns at people anymore, right? Because it's not. Oh no! Man you, just bomb, you bomb them. Yeah, you bomb them. Drone, drone strikes. You don't even have to be in the uh, same country. Those Turkish at the time. drones are destroying oh, been, Russia. They have been taken, taken names. Those Turkish drones, like mm. normally, I'm not happy with Turkey because of like what happens yeah, with like Erdogan's the, the Kurds and all that. And Erdogan's yeah, a scumbag yeah. and the Kurds. They're, they're, fuck yeah! And they're constantly like, um, will they support Russia? Won't they? Like they're a really wishy-washy member of NATO, and then they turn around and like try to stonewall including Finland and Sweden into NATO just because, oh, they don't recognize the PKK as a terrorist organization. Fuck you, Erdogan. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I have no love for Erdogan. Yeah. Oh, no, Erdogan is a, he's a crazy nationalist. And um, it, it'll be great when they see his reign end, um, particularly with the way he's gone about trying to join Europe as well. Like, it's obvious, and in particular, like, you cannot, the EU will not let in anyone, and NATO shouldn't really let in anyone that has those kind of internal problems where they are well whether you like it or not Turkish, Turkey treats the Kurdish population which is the largest population on earth that does not have a state like crap like a lot of yeah. countries treat the Kurds like crap let's be honest yeah but, but they're what as far like as a country fifth, that we what are they like one fifth of Turkey per, Turkey's population that's right like, yeah and, and, and different populations if you look at in, in, in Iraq as well yeah, the and, Iraqi um, Kurds Kuwait, you, yeah. yep Oh man, um, my heart goes out to them. Really, they've what Saddam did to them was—they've just can't yeah. catch a break. Mm. No. But, um, and then Trump but, yeah. just saying, "Ah, oh, I'm just going to pull out." 
Okay, Trump, thank you. That's right. Yeah, he gave it was like, up It was kind him. of funny how that was like the one bipartisan time where everybody looked at Trump and went, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Even the Republicans like, were I happy. remember like, Republicans were like, because the Republicans have always had a bit of a, a connection with the Kurds because they the Kurds have always protected. Because it, it, Republicans, when they have a president in office, they will support the military with everything. And when they see the likes of the, the Kurdish Peshmerga supporting, like, because of the Peshmerga, American and Western troops live and they get te- um, yeah. intelligence. And they, they're just, they're fantastic fighters for their own land. And, and we nearly promised them their own fucking land during that whole Islamic State, yeah. um, Arab Spring. And you're right. Even Republicans were mad at Trump for, for giving up the Kurds then. Yeah. Yeah. But where where were we? Where do we end up here? Anyway, so yeah, back to Russia. So yeah, back to back to the Ruskies. <laughs> so what you were asking, like, what I think winning is. I yeah, think what's winning? if if the U.S. wants to f- do this, they're going to have to do it fairly soon. By the end of the year, in my opinion, from the trajectories I've seen, the charts and whatever, um, it looks like Ukraine will last longer than Russia in terms of their ability to maintain conflict. But I don't know if that allows for a push to retake the Donbass. Um, So if we want to take this serious, we have to start sending what they need. They need tanks. They're they're losing tanks like crazy. They need more. Um, Otherwise, they're never going to be able to have a proper push um but i think ukraine will last longer than russia so if we send our stuff ukraine can take that take back the donbass maybe they can take back crimea i don't know i don't know how the things will go there um ideally honestly if i were like if i was Zelensky, i almost want to let them keep keep like uh the donbass no not the full donbass but um Luhansk and Luhansk. Um, Luhansk and Donetsk and take back Crimea. Just like, all right, you can have that like minor part of our country that's all bombed the hell out now. You can it's have that. now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can deal with that problem. We can deal with Crimea. Crimea is right? <laughs> always going to be good though. Crimea, yeah. everyone, that is the jewel of that, that yeah. water and can, catchment, eh? Like that, that is trade routes that for centuries have um, that area of the world has been, been used. But, <laughs> Say they lose the Donbass and Crimea and still win. They have... How does that happen? Like, does, do them and Russia have to come... Do they have to have a pact? Do they have to come to some sort of truce? Like, how um, does that happen? Honestly, it, it might turn into one of those forever wars like North Korea and South Korea. Yeah. If, if, so it's if, just if, a stalemate. If, yeah. And I think that's kind of what the US is betting on. Because they want anything and everything to weaken Russia. Yeah. Um, Ukraine will bounce back. Regardless of what happens, uh, assuming they don't get fully annexed, um, Ukraine will bounce back. Russia won't. Russia's been sanctioned to high hell. They're not coming back for a very long time. Um, you think those sanctions are gonna they're gonna dent Russia for a while? Oh, yeah. oh, definitely. They can't. They don't get. They, they can't get the resupply of higher level technologies. They have to do these weird backroom backdoor importations to try to replenish their stock of high high technical equipment they're 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 hemorrhaging missiles and 
It takes a lot of money to replace those yeah. fucking hundred thousand dollar missiles. Yeah. And the amount of, I mean, they're losing tanks and, and soldiers and stuff constantly too at an alarming rate for them. The, yeah, and they can't replenish. Fantastic for because of these Ukraine. Um, um, the only thing keeping Russia, the the only thing keeping Russia afloat right now, is oil. Hmm. The only thing, in my opinion. Um, from my understanding, they've been selling oil to, um, to India and China at a reduced rate. So they are keeping their production going. Um, honestly, the moment, in my opinion, the moment that Europe can fully be devoid from Russian oil and we can sort of go about doing this, we could start saying, hey, India, hey, China, we're going to sanction you if you don't um, stop supporting Russia. And at that point, it goes, okay, price of oil has lowered to the point where it's not as feasible anymore for China and uh, India to rely on uh, Russian fuel. It's the cost of um, the offense-defense theory, right? Um, Of if, if peace is more expensive, war will happen. If war is more expensive, peace will happen. The very simplistic, but fairly, um, fairly applicable in my opinion. Um, and I, I think China and India would kind of go, okay, yeah, screw you, you're Russia. We're, we're distancing ourselves now. What do you think about China helping Russia in terms of developing new banking systems and, and, um, and transfer systems that they would have usually, Russia would have um, heavily depended on Europe and America for that type yeah. of thing. It's... And banking systems in particularly. They, they have kind of use they they've allowed and they're creating now brand new systems yeah. are they uh, is that a worry or is that yeah. just do you think china has developed that just to damage themselves russian assets um, and money are they screwing russia by doing that or helping them so it is a bit of a worry in my opinion is the the bricks if we can't break that up um and if they form their own sort of currency and remove the U.S. global um, the, the, what are the petrodollar um, petrodollar well, the petrodollar is a big issue yeah um, but I was just saying the reserve currency being the U.S. dollar yep. if the reserve currency isn't the U.S. dollar anymore things get really sketchy really quickly the U.S. economy would crash no offense buts about it there's nothing we can do about that um, do you believe that's, that's a, one scary. of the reasons they took out Gaddafi is that he wanted to move Africa to the African gold I, dinar I and remove the American petrodollar? I think that's the only reason. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And we NATO did. Because him. we we were perfectly yeah. fine with uh with Gaddafi just kind of being there until he started saying, Hey, we're gonna do the petrodollar, we're gonna do all this with the, the gold or whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Send in the troops. Mm. He got too he got too comfortable because Gaddafi yeah. was happy being anti American and Arabic. And then America, 9-11 happened, and he's like, oh, I'm going to hang out with America. I'm going to give them my weapons of mass destruction, and I'm going to move towards Africa. But then he did that, and he did a lot of great things in Africa. But as soon as he talked about um, taking the petrodollar out and the U.S. dollar and having a gold currency, because Africa's rich in national resources. Mm. They have so much gold and diamonds and and, and all that. So in a way, it would have been good for Libya and African. But America was like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, you play by my rules. Yeah, Not yeah, by yeah, your own yeah. rules. You play by my rules. 
And yeah. Well, so, rest, but, in peace, but again, rest in peace, Gaddafi. Like, oh yeah, R.I.P. Gaddafi. <laughs> you know, um, obviously he's a horrible motherfucker in a yeah, lot of ways. Awful, awful person. But. but he helped the cause. He helped the Irish cause too. He sent us Semtex <laughs> and bombs and, and 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 all that shit and AK-47s. Because again, we were talking about this. Oh, you're giving him show, whiskey. Like, Oh, we um, actually had Irish and guns, <laughs> guns came to take away our sons. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we sent Gaddafi people because IRA, the IRA were, um, for, for whatever you say about them, they were a fantastic guerrilla outfit, and um, and they would share. So they would send people to be trained by Gaddafi. But Gaddafi, he he had a he was a he he took more. I mean, he gave more, I should say, than he took because most of Ireland itself does not support the IRA. But um, but he supported the fact that there would be uh, a guerrilla contingent, yeah, pissing off Britain. Yeah, that's all. That's, he, again, uh, kind of yeah, the way American supports yeah. uh, America supports Ukraine. Gaddafi supported Ireland because he knew that we were we would piss off Britain. Yeah. Gaddafi also bombed civilians. He also he had he took down a plane, the Lockerbie bombing in Scotland was was that atrocity was proud Gaddafi you know yeah. <laughs> like did that like um, and, and yeah he, he brought Irish te- terrorists or Irish freedom fighters or IRA members whatever you want to call them to Libya to train to learn how to make bombs and because yep. that was again it's part of the global um, anti-imperialist revolutionary um, yeah. yeah it's in yeah. their own interest it's what it's they want the, it, it's again it's, and, and it's that, a bigger country with interests that is happy to to cheer on Ireland because it makes England look bad, not because he gave his shit what the fuck can no, happen in he didn't Ireland. Care really. at all. Yeah. No, um, and, and that's one thing I want to touch upon. When I was kind of being a little poo pooey about like the quote unquote liberal world order, it's because I don't think that liberal foreign policy is even real. <laughs> I, I yeah. think it's the sort of language that we use to placate the masses. Oh, we're we're going in here as na- nation building and we're going to do all these good things and we don't care. It, the US, if it's not in the US's interest, we won't do it. If it's not in Libya's interest, Libya won't do it. If it's not in Britain's best interest, they won't do it. And well, at, the end, of, at the end your... of the day, the US is the global hegemon. Yeah, as much as as much as so. Every nation likes to paint themselves as a the good guy and going in there and helping. They're all self-interested. It is. It is. It's all very selfish and um, you're not going to commit your countrymen to go and, you know, get killed and, and, and all that sort of stuff unless it's of their own interest. You know, it's. Um, that's why we need the UN, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was saying. Mm. The world won't be free of this until we have a proper UN, an actual UN. And. With teeth. teeth, yeah. What does that it, mean, it, though? How, how how do we get that to that stage, or is that further down where we want to be talking about? That's right further now? down, I'd say. Yeah. I, I I I don't really know the the mechanisms of which could get there, but I think we could. Um, and, and I kind of want to transition over to like Taiwan, China. Yeah. Yes. Well, well I was, that, that's going to ask right a question, now, right? like regarding that. When you were referencing the um. The U.S. getting more involved um, with Ukraine and, and needing to supply them more resources to, to win that conflict. 
what do you think would happen uh, with if the tensions erupted between China and Taiwan? Um, would the US start supplying those resources to Taiwan? Instead, taking away those resources from Ukraine, what what would be we'll your, your thought there? You full oh, on war. We'll go Is to that war. more of a red right. line, Taiwan, oh, than Ukraine? A big red line. Right. Is that because we of will just go microchips war. and so stuff? Yeah. No yeah. longer a proxy war. It would be uh, boots. It would be the an ground. actual war. We'd have to. Oh shit! Mm. And I think honestly, China would preemptively strike. Yeah, because it's the only so chance they have to win it. Yeah. You mean only West, chance they have you mean West Taiwan? West Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, West Taiwan, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that'll rub so many co- motherfuckers the wrong way. But, but China can't, record now. can't land invade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on record now. There is no, there, I, I believe in a no China policy, all right? No China Fuck. policy. <laughs> <laughs> Even Taiwan will be mad at you for that. But, um, well, hey, oh, maybe, not, maybe not Taiwan now. Taiwan is Taiwan. <laughs> but Taiwan, Taiwan consider, is not China. Well, they also are. The Republic of China, right? Yeah, I, I'm just yeah. being a, I'm just being yeah. a shit eater. Like, but, yeah, I get you, I get you. <laughs> yeah. But like, it is vital. And, and a like, lot of this is down to yeah. like the fact that like China has a really interesting history with VTubers, to where that's right. Um, yeah, they were breaking down demographics. So like, the, I can't remember which channels it was, but they were breaking down where their viewers are bit from, and they used Taiwan as Taiwan, and they like got suspended and everything, and just like <laughs> all Hollow Live China got like pulled out. It, it was just a mess. China's so mad. Of, yeah. Like, yeah. Ch- China's, China's, China mad. China has their own YouTube like, and Facebook and all that kind of crap, isn't it? They're in their own world, really, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Great Firewall, you know. That's that's right. So, like, this, propaganda I, I would hope machine. there's some firesiders over in China. <laughs> Clicking no, in. You, could, and you could check your demographics, it would show. Yeah. Oh, Actually, I, I, had old, yeah. I had an old, chi- I had an old channel way back when. <laughs> Me and my friends were laughing at the fact we had one North Korean viewer. I'm like, where? No How? way. How? How? He is risking his life Kim watching some cat girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. What what that what a one legend he's like, fuck this. I'm risking so, my life. I'm watching so, some VTubers. <laughs> so it was it was a it was a bit of a meme with the groove. It was like, all right, hey Kim, what's up, Kim? Like we like we oh. even introduced a couple of videos. Like, hey Kim, what's up? How you doing? Like <laughs> Anyway, we should check out where they all are. We should have a look at that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure sure majority is. uh, We've got like 10 Irish viewers, one random Italian. Hey! Anyway, that's not random Italian. Yeah, but yeah, so so China, Taiwan, what's happening right now? What do we need to worry about? What, what do we need to fucking worry about? I'll just reiterate that because that, that's um, what I'm worried about. The important thing for, for the Australian viewers as well is that if America has boots on the ground, that means us too. Um, oh, we're going, we're involved. Yeah, we're, we'll uh, there's right no there American you. war. Yeah. You're right, Vino. There's zero American wars that we're not involved in. Every single one of them from World War One to North, I mean, the Korean War, Vietnam, Gulf War. But was you after, name it, we're there. Afghanistan, World Iraq, was, we're uh, there. Was basically the end that we we aligned ourselves solely with um, England and the, the yeah. United Kingdom in that regard. And that, that was when we started following uh, America and every war since we've been involved in. Oh, uh, say can Korea, you see? Vietnam. Oh, no, I, you know what? I, I love that. Uh, what's that part you just love? Oh, when he goes, uh, for the land of the free. Uh, oh, no, my like, God. Yes! 
<laughs> it's such a good national anthem. But sorry, sorry. And it's just an oh, Irish, it's just a freaking British drinking song, is all it is. It it's is. Like, it's like, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> pub song. Yeah. I mean, historically, yeah, it was a pub song. Like, mm-hmm. but, that's yeah, what, but, but that's what you would do, yeah. It's yeah, welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> of course, for our national anthem is originally going to be a friggin' drinking song. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like, we'll put a little bit of pause in there so everyone can go, yeah! <laughs> yeah, of course. Anyway, uh, yeah. where were we? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Personally, I don't actually think we have much to worry about. Okay, good. Fuck yeah. Um, That's awesome. So, China's good at China. They are... Little cry bullies. That's all they are. They're l- little babies. They, they they can't do anything. They <laughs> their technology Winnie is the just crap. Yeah, they're Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. So and, and and maybe that's a lot of like just sort of U.S. sort of uh, maybe propaganda uh, infecting my brain. But when I look at some of the like the, they recently came out with a new aircraft carrier, and it wasn't that much better than their old Soviet like mm. stock that they were given, and. They don't have the land and craft to make an invasion. They would die. They just there's just no way they could invade currently. They could use their military to isolate Taiwan. They could do that. They could surround Taiwan and Well aren't they currently trying to do that as it is? They're um, yeah, by yeah. by carrying out the drills and stuff. That's so, how um but I think a lot of people get mixed up here with why China wants Taiwan. Um, sure, historically, they've always been a bit pissed off at the fact that they haven't had it back. Um, yep. But in reality, the reason they can't let this go is not only saving face in China, because that's a big deal in Chinese culture. But the biggest one is they need to break through the sort of um, U.S. hegemony line of islands and um, whatnot that allows them to be shut off to the world should things happen. They want Taiwan so they can get out to get the shipment out to to project power globally. Because we could isolate them as it is. We have complete control around the South China Sea to do what we want. And then now China will build their little fake islands and scream to the UN. They totally are. It's totally well. This is uh, a that, like, that's maritime a big, borders like big reason for them wanting to try and establish a base around the Solomon Islands and stuff recently. Yeah. Um, which was they just want to project power. Yeah. So a lot of this, the reason they can't let this go, is because we're there. Plus, Taiwan has all of these resources, the chip manufacturing that we want. It's it, it, it is a it is a conflict between that's a rising superpower people, and a falling superpower, <laughs> and that's what I was saying. This is why I'm afraid of a multipolar world. Mario, Finno just said there, just to it? stop you for a second. Finno said, "Was that microchips or potato chips?" You mean crisps, <laughs> crispy, crunchy, Crisp. munchies? Crisp. Oh, but here nah. in Vin- here in Australia, they don't call them crisps either. They, they call chips. them chips. Yeah, of course they do, because you know America. The chip cleans. <laughs> America. That's right, yeah, you're Americans. <laughs> Americans and Australians getting chips wrong since fucking 1776. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry, go on, go on. I just, I wanted to highlight that because so, it was a beautiful one. comment. This is a good meme. So, spicy meme. Um, so, 
The chips, the microchips. This is, this is kind of what I was saying about um, a superpower rising and a superpower falling. This is why I'm afraid of a multipolar world. Um, and a lot of people on the left are kind of okay with that. They're like, oh, well, the U.S. shouldn't be the world's police. And I get that. I do. But what's the alternative? China and Russia? Did you think the world order would be better served by a totalitarian regime that... I mean, you could argue the U.S. is a totalitarian regime, but at least we do some good in the world liberal by virtue good. of liberal good. Yeah, we we keep face. Um, but would the world really be better served by China and Russia? But China's genociding the weakers at the Muslim at the moment. Like, the weaker Muslims in China yeah. right now are like they're being genocide. I would not want to be a fuck. It's li- yeah. it is an actual genocide on a. And there's camps there. They have camps, re-education camps. It's it's actually quite fascinating that that was big. A couple, I think the COVID pandemic kind of made us look away a bit from the Uyghur Muslims because we've so much shit to deal with. And then Ukraine, yeah. we've kind of forgotten about them. Um, but that's that's desperate right there. Well, yeah. the highlight is desperate. Um, the highlight was taken away once again with China, with the focus of being the uh, the cause or the, the origin of the virus. Um, so I think it was, you know, swept that under the rug too, quite yeah, easily, yeah. you know, because, oh, here's another thing that China's done and the focus was solely put on that. Yeah. Once again, Trump having a big play in that with causing a lot of issues and I think taking a lot of the highlight away from the, the other issues. It's em- Empress Julia's mate, Trump over there, mm. or one of her fellow Americans. I don't, I don't claim him. I'm joking. I don't claim I'm him. Joking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he claims he's Scottish anyway. Yeah, make, motherfucker, make do- motherfucker Don- was pro healthcare until he when he was in Scotland. Yeah. Make Donald Trump again. That's all I say. Make Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, again. Yeah, that's right. There aren't they like, like Germans? The Trump. That's their real yeah, name. Yeah, I Drumpf. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Originally, their family name was Trump. <laughs> so I make Donald Trump again. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, sorry. Um, so yeah, China, Taiwan. Um, the reason I don't think you, it's an so issue. So you actually think. The reason I don't think it's an issue, right? Um, not only does China not have the ability to actually perpetuate a land invasion, they just can't. They don't have the ground, the, um, the, the land and craft to do so. And I can't foresee them trying to do some sort of Normandy style and like, uh, aerial get, invasion get, and they, they get to, they get slaughtered. They get machine um, gun to hell, yeah. Yeah, yeah they the hell. Can they just the, bomb it? Thing. Can why can't they just bomb it? Well, why would they do that? They want the chip manufacturing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can't blow up the potatoes, well, David. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it's, it, it is important though. Then Ireland Ta- goes Taiwan, to war. Ireland Taiwan, goes to war. Ta- Ta- Taiwan produces ninety-two percent, if I remember correctly, of the most advanced microchips. And we're already in a supply um, issue when it comes to computer <laughs> you, chips. You, re- you remember friggin' Bitcoin miners and Ethereum miners driving up the price of of your AMDs or your friggin' NVIDIA yeah. 3080s? That's the cheapest. Times thing that by ever. like a hundred. Fuck. Yeah. Like, you take out And all our pencil Taiwan. cases that say made in Taiwan. Because <laughs> yeah, we're it? not thinking about it all. Like, like... <laughs> I do, I do think we overlook countries like Taiwan, though, and their their strategic and geopolitical importance to every country, right? I mean, fucking mm. computer chips. Oh, like, our whole world is based on that, yeah. really. Well, you and look at that's the, why the car manufacturing industry at the moment. Like, the, the, the time it's taking fucked, to yeah. even get cars, so we're feeling it. Yeah. 
you know, on every level. That's computer chips too, right? It's If Taiwan goes down, we go like regressed 15 years in my opinion. Mm. 15 years behind. Like, wow. we have made, and this is purely a great move by Taiwan to make themselves effectively the monopoly nation of these, this chip manufacturing because it provides them security. Yeah. It provides the U.S. a reason to get involved. If Taiwan didn't have that and if we weren't sort of in a near-peer contest with China, we wouldn't care. There'd be another Ukraine, you think? Yeah. yeah. Just, well, they wouldn't even be dependent on what... The, the only reason why Ukraine's important is because it is a buffer state from a NATO but that's fucking what I mean. article would, 5. Oh, that's, yeah. effect, that, that's effectively that how it would be as well, though. So Taiwan, would, was, Taiwan yeah. would just be that barrier from, from China being yeah, yeah. able to break out. Yeah, so that's the only reason we would care. We would feign mm. caring, but we would really care with Taiwan as it is. But you don't think we need to worry? You think that, or, or not we need to worry, but you think that trajectory-wise, we're actually, we might end up on the right side of this. Yeah, I do. Um, okay, that's good. So, I don't know how much you've been paying attention to China's economy, but things are screwed up. <laughs> things aren't going well. Uh, now, you could argue because they're a totalitarian regime, they can pull some levers that a sort of liberal democracy couldn't. Um, Do you mean in, in in terms of they can enact austerity to the levels that you could not do in, in the West? Yeah, Is that what they you just, yeah. yeah, they just, oh, screw the people. They don't care, you know? Yeah, we're turning um, off Social Security today. Yeah, yeah they, they could do anything to try to prevent a collapse, but... If I remember correctly, and again, I don't have any of these numbers or figures. Like I was kind of saying before the recording, I didn't look up these numbers. I'm just kind of remembering from all the research I've done. We're loosey-goosey here. Yeah, loosey-goosey. You know, I I can give you a general range. So like, if I remember correctly, 30% roughly of China's GDP is tied up in their, their housing construction and all this stuff. So those ghost cities they produce, uh... Um, I heard about that like, ghost. There's no one even in these houses. Yeah, like they're just building. That's incredible. Um, so one of the big problems that's happening in China right now is these contractors produce these homes, and people are paying mortgages on these houses before they're even made. So effectively, what's happening is these contractors are taking the mortgages of people. And they're being paid to produce somebody else's house. It's effectively a Ponzi scheme. And because of the lockdowns happening in China, um, resource scarcity, the cost of lumber and everything rising, they're not able to produce these houses quick enough to really justify their purpose and their existence. So you have people who are paying for years, if I remember correctly, it's something years, uh, on mortgages they don't even have a house for. And people are like, the, the, the current conditions economically in China, they're just, they're fed up. There's bank runs. Um, people are throwing their hands up. We ain't paying that mortgage. Screw you. We're not doing that. And that's like 30% of their economy. Now, I could be wrong, but I if I remember correctly, it's 30. So um, That's a fucking chunk. That's Yeah. If you, if you lose that or if that is the bottom it, out. It snowballs. I mean, it snowballs. If, if you lose 10% of your economy... That you, you, you're fucked. You're down yeah. for, you, you, you know. So 30. Holy shit. That happens. Think and that- then there's a snowball. 
other things go down, you have bank runs, China collapses economically. Do you think is this having to do with their population? No, sorry, Vino, jump yeah, in there. Do you think that that um, that issue that they're having with it, like the economy, will put them in the position where they will become desperate and that's my only and worry. make that push for Taiwan? That's my only worry. Where so, desperation will will take take yeah. precedence over logic there. That is uh, effectively my only concern, really, with it is if well, they're rational if they actors, to... right? Yeah. So, yeah, so you so. you would still you would still say that China um, above, like they would rather survive to fight another day than gamble it all on a, an, a Taiwan invasion, because that would be gambling it all. They would get destroyed. Well, it depends on the that. metrics, because China really doesn't care about its people; it cares about itself. Um, if China feels that no matter what, if they don't do it, they're going to collapse and they're going to lose power. If the CCP will be dethroned, you know, Winnie the Pooh over there getting his his head beaten by a baseball bat, like, Mm. um, yeah, they'll do it. People go go crazy when they're desperate. It's, um, yeah, yeah. you you don't want to back, you don't want to back an enemy into a corner. Where does Japan fit in all this? How was Japan with, with so the Taiwan? So they're just off the coast there? Uh, <laughs> no, but, hey, you know, but hey, I'm sure they say, have an interest I'm gonna here. Make, because I'm gonna are they the... Taiwan or China? Where are they falling? Or are they they're... just fucking putting their hands up and saying, I'm not getting fucking involved in this shit? Um, they're on our side. They're they're US. They're, they're US puppet. That's all they are. Um, yeah, however, well, they we'll don't. take a puppet. They, they can't really. Um, I mean, you are too. <laughs> I was going to say, I was about to ask you, listen. You're a puppet. You know the way you're talking about Japan as a US puppet? Are we puppets too? Yeah. Are yeah. you the master of puppets? Pulling the strings, <laughs> twisting our minds and smashing our dreams? Blind by you, I can't am, see a I, thing. I am your empress. That's true, yeah, yeah. We tried to we tried to demote her to a professor. <laughs> but here we I are. I said no, no. They said no, it was like, no. Nah. So, That's yeah, it. look at it. The hypocrisy of attacking the... The authoritarianism of uh, Mother Russia and Mother Father China. What do we call them? And yeah, then to I be mean, yourself, then an authoritarian empress. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, so um, that does kind of bring up a lot of the sort of arguments from the left, where they have been supporting Russia because America bad. Didn't you know America's oh, bad? The tankies. Didn't you know? The Didn't you know? America's really bad. Yeah. Didn't you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Screw you. Like, I, I don't. I don't care about that moral relativism. It's bad, um, but like. it's not bad comparatively. That's how I look at everything. Um, and as Joe Biden's uh, great-grandfather, Finnegan J. Biden, once said to him, he set Joe on his knee and he said, little tiny Joe, little <laughs> little Joe here. And he gave him a little, he, he sniffed. Yeah, yeah he, did. He, he, he knelt into little Joe and he sniffed his hair as all good Bidens do. And he said, little Joe, you ain't better than nobody and nobody's better than you. Do you hear that? And and that, but he also said to him, "What were you talking about before?" Because there was something he said. Damn it! I ruined Finnegan J. Biden's quote. But it was <laughs> he taught him. Yeah, do not compare yourself to the Almighty. Compare yourself to the alternative, Joe. And that's what Joe has done. That's how he beat. Um, he, he slayed the Trump dragon. You know what I mean? That's that's how he he got where he was and became the Scranton assassin and the Delaware I, duking it out, motherfucker. But, you you, I, I'm not gonna. I don't have any love for Biden. 
Yeah, no, you didn't. Yeah, but you, you dark, dark Brandon. You yeah, mean. dark Brandon's cool. Dark Brandon's cool. But dark Brandon's not. fucking making waves right now. He is fucking taking. He is corn popping cherries right now. Um, he is killing it. But what I will say, look, if I will just, is this a good opportunity to take a break? So we can um, urinate. I don't know how you say it in America. Yeah, I think you yeah, say yeah. whiz. Do you say whiz? Depends on where I you got are. To, I got to take a whiz. America's bam. very vast with its terms. What is, because we would say piss break over here. We've got, we've got <laughs> to take that's, a piss break. That's brah. what, you know, where I'm from, that's pretty much what we would say too. <laughs> All right. Well, or I'm just going to go to the bathroom now. or whatever. You know. Firesiders, we are going to go to the bathroom, take a whiz and have a piss break. We will be back in 30 seconds, I think the slide is. Hit that music, Vino. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome back from that piss break. I hope your fucking bladders are empty because right now we're thinking of pivoting away from the the China-Taiwan conflict. And what we'd like to talk about is U.S. domestic policy. Empress Julia, what's the political climate like that in the United States of America? Fucked. <laughs> okay, everybody, thanks for watching Four Side Yarns. Um, I... <laughs> hey, you picked up on that where I was going with how that. How fucked? All right. How fucked? Proper fucked um, or? Proper fucked. Yeah, proper uh, fucked. Things yeah. are proper fucked. Um, I don't... I don't even know how to really start this, honestly. You have the rising tide of fascism within the U.S., and mm. I'm not afraid to say that the, that that that's what this is. It's Christian yeah. fascism rising in the U.S. You have from the your, top level your, your, too. Your, your, your senators your, 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 and congresswomen that yeah. are fucking. Yeah. You have your your best friend Joe Biden over there doing jack and shit to deal with it. Um. Even the the I'm FBI down has taken the, Biden, the Biden FBI has ta- for this one. The, the FBI has taken a stronger role in preventing fascism than Joe Biden. That's not his look, Jack. All right, that's not his. Um, that's not his. Joe Biden is not the Democratic president of the United States. He's not the Republican president of the United States. He's the president of the United States. So he's going to let the Justice Department do its thing. He's going to let the FBI do its thing. He's going to stand back and, and he's going to do what Joe does, which was lead by example like, and the American way. No. And and you, you know, <laughs> you know, you know the thing. Yeah, you know the, 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 thing. the shining city on the hill, the golden. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, that's uh, a Biden when, quote. You know the yeah, thing, by the way. When when, yeah. when you when you slash a liberal, a fascist bleeds. It's oi, we're again. We are. You want us? You want the libs in charge before you want the fascists? Though we're not fascist at least. Biden's not a fascist. No, he's not. But he will allow fascism to rise. Ah, okay. But how, so, what's happening then? What's happening? So, you have domestically, you have the Supreme Court having been packed since throughout Trump's presidency. Um, yep. Three picks. Wow. Yeah, three picks. Now, in one, four in, years. Yeah, and one, in one during term. the election year, which is the funniest thing because the Democrats did absolutely nothing to try to fight this. They just kind of let it happen. When under Obama, it was the same situation. Obama wanted to appoint a Supreme Court nomination, and the Republicans just said no. And they drug their. But they feet, can do that. They, they were in their right to do that, could. Roy. 
they mean, were in their right to do that as as having the the numbers in the Senate and the and yeah the Congress. The, there were things that we or the Senate. Done, really. you know? There are things we could have yeah, done well, could, to try but, to find it. But but Obama, like Obama always was, was too soft, and he allowed them to 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 have the 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 general election before he chose that Supreme Court, effectively giving them a choice if Hillary Clinton hadn't won. And I, I do agree with that. I, I do I do think that he could have been more forceful there. However, so yeah, that that pick was on was on the ballot. So you have to blame the American people, like ju- like Donald Trump on the stage on CNN in front of Hillary Clinton in front of the whole of the American people said, "I will only put pro life justices in the Supreme Court. Yeah, I'm going to pack them." And she said, "I am going to protect Roe v. Wade." And America voted for Donald Trump. So he yeah. got that. Like, it was on the ballot. And maybe it wasn't... The Democrats could have done a lot more to be like, your abortion rights, Roe v. Wade's on the ballot. But I don't think a lot of Americans thought that it would. Like, I I, I honestly... <laughs> I thought it could because I always thought Roe v. Wade was a bit of a, a weak constitutional precedent to have for something like yeah. abortion you, rights. You don't, you don't want something like this codified purely and only through courts. Yeah, exactly right. But you yeah. never want it only in the courts. And then when Obama got nominated, when everyone's like, hey, you're going to do Roe, Roe v. Wade codifying? Nah. Yeah. But yeah. Obama well, but ran he didn't on, have Obama, a majority. He did. Obama had everything. No, no, he had a majority Democrat. But, but Democrats, yeah, but you're talking about 2008 Democrats. Yeah, 2008 they, Democrats they are not pro-life they, Democrats. It does. You had one. You're going to get, you know, you had those purple seat Democrats that would have given them the filibuster proof Senate and Congress. They are fucking, they are right wing Democrats, though. In order for him to have, he, they weren't normal Democrats. They were fucking Dixiecrats. So they, the likes of Manchin even is fucking Nelson Mandela compared to, I, I hate to do that, compared yeah. to those. The, the, to have a super majority as a Democrat, you're going to have to, it's it's not a monolith party. You're going to have your AOCs, your Joe Mansons, your Kirsten Cinemas, your it, fucking it, Pramila still, Jayapals. If you put but, the, if you, if you put the, if you put the ropes on them or you, if you put the tension on them, you're squeezing them, they'll, they'll, they'll follow in. They'll follow along. And I'll give you this. I'll give you this, Julia. Obama in 2008, he had the political power to put the ropes on him. He could, he could, he, he, he was fucking, he was, and he didn't. I'll give you that. He didn't. But... They he, had the, he, it was on the ballot in 2016. It was on the ballot. And they chose Trump. Yeah. I mean, the DNC chose Clinton. But, but, but that's why. Well, I'll give you this. In Clinton 2016, was never going to win. Clinton was never going to win. The way she, she, the was, way she well, campaigned, she was never going to win. She shouldn't. The, the reason she beat Bernie as well, which was very dishonest, was obviously... The super delegates, which bear, people don't give Bernie enough credit for changing the way the Democrats um, yeah. choose their president, and also she was been fed via Donna Brazil and CNN the, all the debate questions, yep. so she could prepare. But so, so yeah, they fucked over Bernie. I'm a Bernie guy. I remember when the bird landed on Bernie's podium. I was like, oh my god, he's gonna win! The bird landed on his podium. I was a Bernie <laughs> boy from way back. I love Bernie. We lost. Clinton was there and. You had the worst, the worst, they pissed it away. That could have been the catalyst for a lot of stuff. But they had Clinton and Clinton had 
for all the crap people give Hillary Clinton because and she deserves it. Terrible politician, but she had the most progressive platform of any president ever. Ever. Even Joe Biden rolled it a little bit back from fucking what Hillary Clinton wanted to do. The only thing that kind of put him over progressive lines was his COVID relief yeah. bill. And the and the fact that he is a lot better with unions than Hillary Clinton was. Yeah. But, so I mean that's what but, that's what lost Hillary was the Midwest. That's right. She lost. She couldn't. Joe Biden was able to get the Midwest, but but Hillary Clinton didn't have that charm, and she comes across as a pandering. Well, she shrew, ignored it. Like, she she ignored the Midwest. Yeah. She, she did. oh, this is this is just gonna. It'll vote for me. It doesn't matter. I can do it. Well, it, she, it well, matter. she expected them to yeah. have a certain amount of common sense that I'm not going to vote for Trump because that's against my my interests. Yeah. But she forgot there were so many wedge issues that were happening at that time, and the fact she's yeah. a Clinton, she should have worked harder because. She's a fucking Clinton. And <laughs> you know on, what I mean? There's so much that, baggage. Nobody, nobody likes Hillary. Nobody was No happy one liked that. her. But but no. people thought the same about Biden. No one likes Joe Biden. No, there's people like Biden. Fucking, no, people like Biden. Well, people would like to have a bit. I like Biden. Fucking all hail well, no, the, King the, the, Joe. The, King Joe of, Biden. A lot of people like Dark Brandon. Um, well, like <laughs> liked Dark Brandon over there. Um, he has a very homely kind of feel. He he's he does even though he's he's mired in scandal and gaff he always had that sort of oh he's just uncle joe you know he's he's chill but that's right clinton doesn't have that clinton has the oh, bill had that to, bill had wanna, that yeah bill had it bill had it Cl- hillary doesn't because if you look at hillary it's like i don't want to even be near you you're kind of gross <laughs> there's something off about you well, that's like, right but boy but americans <laughs> have and you can actually pinpoint this you can go back to fucking a long time in america Whoever Americans would rather have a beer with is who they generally vote for for president. So yeah. even with Trump versus Hillary, <laughs> most Americans are like, you know, like, and and the fact that Trump doesn't drink, like Trump's a teeter, what do they call teeter toddler or whatever, like he he does not a drinker at all. And I think Hillary probably has some pems or whatever. But, <laughs> but they said, I am not fucking having a beer with Hillary Clinton. Yeah, no, you know, because she'll be like, "I brought some hot sauce to the party, everybody." <laughs> you know, like yeah. being like, "Whatever." And at least Donald Trump people will be like, "Oh, remember that time I banged this porn star, Rod?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I what think. Was it? Gra- grab her by the they, pussy. Grab her by the pussy. Gra- grab her by the pussy. They don't even ask. They don't even say it. Yeah. Um, and that must have been hard for Republicans, family. Oh my god, I was shocked. Well, well, actually, we haven't said it. You you came from a Republican background, right? And, yeah, and Donald Trump repulsed you, right? Yeah, yeah. I I I was already sort of being pushed further left by that point, but that was like that was the end of it. I'm like, okay, no, uh-uh, no, I'm out of this. This is this is yeah. disgusting. The fact that even he when he when he started to run, I was a fan of Kasich. Uh, mind you, viewers, I was a Republican back then. I'm gonna own that. Um, Kasich's a good Republican candidate. Expect. You know, like, out of all the candidates, he was a fucking... I could have seen him being an actual, a good president. Yep. I mean, honestly, if you would compare him to Hillary now, I think I'd honestly take Kasich. <laughs> honestly, even I as a leftist. Know. Even as a leftist, I think I would take Kasich. I think I would take Kasich for one reason, that I would think that in four years, Kasich would lose. And I yeah. think within four years, Hillary would lose too. So yeah. it's it's all about how you're going to further your cause, right? Yeah. So, like it or not, uh, while Trump has done immeasurable harm to the country, yeah. 
he's also invigorated the left. Yeah. So. Do you think that's too little, too late? As you mentioned before, with the rise of fascism to the level that it yeah. Has. So let, let's teeter back to that because we got a little yeah. distracted in the weeds of like. I, I, I was just sitting back, 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 sitting back, just the enjoying we, the debate. The we, it was, it was the way juicy. we got back. <laughs> the way we got to this position, right? So. Mm. You have the Republicans just throwing their hands up. We're not gonna. We're 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 choosing suicide by supporting They're obstructionists Trump. now. That's yeah. all they are. I mean, they always. That means since two thousand eight, they were. But, um, yeah. but they they have they're one hundred percent. We're Trump. We're the party of Trump, and screw you. They're um, willing to die on that hill. They're gonna die on that hill. Um, and my fear right now. With what happened with the raid, we can kind of touch into that, and I want to then do like an overarching kind of thing. Um, if Dark Brandon doesn't go morb mode, as as some people have said, uh, I think this backfires on us. Especially if we don't find anything. Do you realize how much of an embarrassment that would be if all of this happens? This unannounced raid, and then a further warrant to get into a safe, and they don't find anything. Well, that's nothing to do with Dark Brandon. The feds don't pull anything. It will be a gigantic embarrassment. No. What, I, what I was saying is Biden can basically go to the Justice Department and say, go more mode. It's, it's, it, he, he can do that. You go but to the FBI say, and say, hey, go more mode. When you say that, what do you it, mean? Arrest all of the Jan 6 collaborators. Okay. Arrest and you uh, mean Marjorie like the Taylor Proud Green. Boys, Roger Stone, Alex Jones, Donald Trump, Donald Trump Charles, Alex oh. Jones, Marjorie Taylor Green. Um, oh, what the hell's his name? Matt uh, Gates. I can't remember his name. Yeah, Matt Gates. Um, oh, what was his name? The, uh, the the guy in the wheelchair. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Cawthorn, Madison Cawthorn. Yeah, Madison um, Cawthorn. Yeah, there's a he's whole out lot anyway of now. He yeah. he got us. He got shafted. But, but he's still a collaborator for January yeah. 6th. You're absolutely right. So all yeah. of these people, he needs to go in and just mass arrest. I don't care. The Republicans will say, oh, that's that's bad. You can't, or the, the Democrats will say, oh, well, we can't do that. That's mean. Well, they're they're going to call you a dirty communist, like fascist, insert random anyway. yeehaw label here anyway, no matter what you do. The only way we can save our democracy now is to arrest these people. I don't care what happens. But it's. So, I'm worried. It's not just. I'm the, worried about that. Yeah. Now, now here's. <laughs> let me. Get yeah, your sorry, worry, yeah. I, I, in I know. Then. I know where your worry is going to be here. It's on the. Would this destroy the country? Yeah. We already. We already crossed the Rubicon on that one by raiding Trump's. Um. Raiding Mar-a-Lago. Trump's property, Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. I, I think honestly, that's sort of like the die has been cast. I think by not doing anything, there's more damage there from from an international perspective as well. Yeah. Where the rest of the world is looking in on America and the damage that Trump did, and and shaking our heads, wondering how and why he's been able to get away with it, even though it's so blatantly obvious that what he's done is fucked up on so right. many levels, and then allowing. Um, you know, fascism to, to raise its head again and, and the yeah. white supremacist groups can just march through the streets um, willy-nilly. I think it's more damaging not doing anything than what it will be uh, to, to cop that bit of shit for, you know, actually 
going all out, like you're saying, because that in itself makes America, who's, you know, the, the um, leader of the free world, so to speak, look weak. Um, yeah. And if that's allowed to happen within its own walls, Especially you know. Especially with everything that's happening in the world now. That's what I mean. Yeah. So you, remember, how are they going to take a stand, hard stance against uh, China and, and Russia? Yeah. If they can't even deal Get our with own house shit domestically, yeah, yeah, so, and, and that like remember what I said. I think we have nothing to worry about. I think we will win. That's all contingent on us not falling to yeah. fascism yeah. here in the U.S. You know, you, do you know we're not a democracy anymore? Like we're not considered foreign wise a democracy. We're an anocracy. An oligo- an anocracy. You- yeah, it's an it's anocracy. A, it's a transition period between. It, it's sort of like a. Are they? Demo- they're somewhat democratic. They're somewhat authoritarian. It's a yeah. We're not a democracy. Because I could. You also have um, arguably an oligarchy. Um, I, oh, I mean, I would say yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bezos, but, Elon Musk, um, Zuckerberg—they're all I, oligarchs. That's all they are. And as you were saying, I think in another conversation we had the other day, uh, um, this this gives option or um, a path to a techno techno feudalism. Techno feudalism, yeah, yeah. But we can get to that. We can get to that. But America, does it fall? Is there a cold civil war happening right now as well? Do you feel I'd like there's so. a weird? So you you would consider it a cold war, a cold civil war within America right now with its people? Yeah, I'd say so. The battle lines Fuck. have been drawn. And what there's... is it? Is it is it liberals versus MAGA, or is it? Um, establishment versus anti-establishment because that's another you've populists on populists I should say on both sides that generally hate establishment right yeah um, it's, it's it's fascist versus where's the line fascist. It's, it's fascist versus anti-fascist as opposed Who's, to who are the fascists MAGA. just republicans and MAGA republican yeah yeah republicans well I would even uh, there are some republicans who I would consider anti-fascist now they wouldn't be anti-fa but the likes of a Romneys, McCain's, Liz Cheney's. Okay, let me, I want to, I was being yeah, a little bit more hyperbolic. There. Yeah, so yeah. I would say those people are just kind of at this point, just Republican and they're rhinos. Like they, I wouldn't rhinos. consider them part of this, like Liz Cheney and Romney and all that. I'm not just, considering them Just for the listeners in Australia, a rhino is a Republican in name only. Yeah. So it's um, a breakaway is from the party. That's what she's, what Julia's talking about when she says rhinos. Yeah. Apologies, so, keep going. Uh, yep. So factoring them out of the equation, I'm not even thinking about them. Um, yep. It's it's the normal establishment Republicans. They're either fascist at this point or they're okay and complicit with fascism. And that goes down to the voters. If you're voting for a Republican that's not one of these like sort of centrist-y kind of they will work with them and they're actually not psychopathic, you're either a fascist or you're okay with fascism. I'll say that, that. I will go on record now and say that. I don't care. And if you vote for a Republican, you're okay, you're okay with fascism. Well, what is fascist? Like, so do you do you adhere to the Umberto Eco? Yeah. I think yeah. Um, um, fascism. So but what are they doing that's currently tipping the scales in their favor, I guess, towards fascism? A whole lot of things. It's hard, to, it's hard to. Yeah, what aren't they? Better question yeah. that. Yeah. What aren't they doing? 
That's yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the it's scary. There was oh, what the hell is the name of this candidate? He was actually a serious candidate. Nobody laughed him off. He lost his primary, but nobody laughed him off. If this would happen in 2008, he would have been gone. Is he yep. was saying that LGBT people need to effectively be rounded up and arrested and executed as yep. uh, reopening the um, uh, House on American Activities Committee and literal demagogues. Gay people. Yeah, yep. yeah. Like, and the fact that that was allowed to happen and they weren't immediately discredited and laughed off shows how far we are. Yeah, but it's not that long ago. 2008, you had McCain. When when you had those people in the crowd saying, oh, Obama a, is a Muslim and he's not yeah. American. And he took yeah. the mic from her and is like, no, 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 ma'am. He's a good yeah. American man. We just differ in ideology. And he kept yeah. going. Like that type of Republican always to me was like, even as a lefty, because I'm a progressive. I'm not a lefty, lefty, like a, a space communist. But what I hey. am is... <laughs> hey, we'll get the space communism. But, but, but I respected those, the likes of the, the Romneys, the McCains and all, because at least they were like, look, 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 sorry, lady, we're not going that far right. Now, they have deeply conservative, very, in some cases, tick a lot of fascist boxes. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, they're neocons, but, like... Neo, no, they're neocons. They're neoconservatives, without a doubt. But they don't... They don't make that red lion change to fascism. They're kind of libs. They're still libs in a way. You yeah. know what I mean? They're the, liberal conservative, neoconservative. They're yeah. part of their establishment. So they're, they're further the working status quo. They're status quo. Yeah. Um, however, however, they, by virtue of their existence, it's easy to pull them over. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And and they don't hold power anymore in the Republican yeah, Party. They, they don't even exist. They just don't. The, there's like one neocon in the world left, and they're like in some somebody's basement. Like I, yeah. I don't, I don't know what Cheney's up to, but not, not, yeah, I don't know what Dick Cheney's up to. Probably shooting somebody in the face. He's probably shooting his good friend in the yeah. face. Well, um, bird hunting. Uh, well, he came oh, out. I want to. I haven't watched that movie though. I want to watch. Cheney it. came out recently, didn't he? And um, spoke out against Trump and all that. I mean, once again, yeah. it's a little too. They've late. always been against Trump because because Trump. Attacked the but Trump was very smart in doing this. Actually, he attacked the Bush uh, side of the uh, establishment side of the yeah. Republican Party, which a lot of conspiracy theories and wedge voting Republicans were hated the Bushes. Yeah, and consider them the can the conspiracy theorists consider Bush part of the Bohemian Grove, um, Illuminati, NWO cult. They throw, if you're a Bush to a lot of Republicans, you may as well be a Clinton. Mm. So, um, so Donald, will, Donald uh, Trump jumped on that, right? So Trump, Trump is the Reagan of his era in that yeah. he usurped the establishment. Because back then you had Gerald Ford and all those kinds of Republicans. And um, even Nixon. it was what, 76? Yeah. yeah, it was like 76. Uh, tr- um, Reagan ran against him to try to take his seat to usurp a sitting president in the primary and he lost not by much but he lost and then he came back in 80 and won it and his and he did usurp a sitting president but a democratic one yeah yeah. and his establishment took over the republican base they became the mainstream republicans that through bush it kind of continued then romney was a little bit of an aberration a little bit um, just because he was a lot more 
like in hindsight, he's way further to the left than any of the. He's a lib. Like, he's Romney a lib. had yeah. Romney Care, which was yeah. Obamacare, yeah. which was the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. Um, Mitt Romney, really, for all intents and purposes, was a liberal. He could have been a demo. He could have been a Joe Manchin Democrat, but he yeah. was. He was socially conservative, but yeah. again, he separated that from his political life. Like he was, it, that's very interesting that he was able to split it up his personal beliefs and his and his work that way, right? Yeah. Um, Whereas that doesn't happen in Margaret. Now you have no. to be wrapped up socially, politically. You're on board, and I think you're right. He is like a Reagan. Trump is a catalyst for a new Republican Party. Yeah, right? the the base has changed. The Republican yeah. Party is dead. It is the party yeah. of Trump. So the Republicans That's you knew incredible. growing up, That's incredible. they don't exist anymore. It's dead. They're either going to eventually split off, form their own thing, join the Yangs, whatever the hell that is. Um, or they'll become dinos, so Democrat in name only. Or yeah. they'll fade off into obscurity. Or they're maybe in, like, in a district that's so strongly Republican that as long as they don't rock the boat too much, they'll they'll keep winning and they could just kind of remain as rhinos. But um, at the end of the day, I don't think that really matters because I, I mean their end state is to uh, to it, it's it's really hard to say because they want control no matter what they want totalitarian control these people they will do whatever they have to to win and the democrats aren't doing you know they have the we when they go low we go high nah that's how you lose you don't do that to fascism like i said so what scratch the label of fascist bleeds if if we want to so i guess wrapping it up a little bit with America what is the what's the, your final predic- prediction are we okay, fucked yeah. or do you do you we, see a good do you we, see where, where's the yeah. yeah we definitely got derailed there um, with a lot of that is because I wanted to kind of focus on um, sort of the path forward for the left and for Democrats in general so coming here after the recess with the Supreme Court I can't remember the exact name of the case right now, but they're going to be effectively ruling on uh, whether the that the state legislators the, can decide on gerrymandering fully. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it violates even the state's constitution. They can just kind of do it for federal elections. Yep. Um, if they rule in that way in the most extreme, which I think they will, then that's that's game over. So it really comes down to these midterms and even to some extent 2024. Um, So what happens in these midterms really matters. What we saw in Kansas is a big deal where if you're kind of keeping up with it, where they were trying to, oh, what was it? It it was a little confusing, but it was was effectively, uh, do we like Roe v. Wade or do we don't? You know, are we going to support abortion rights? Are we going to not support abortion rights? And we overwhelmingly voted to support it. And that's in Kansas. So that shows, and it wasn't, it it was like this side election thing. It wasn't a big, 
it wasn't something you'd normally get that high of a turnout for, and it got high turnout. So that shows that there is a path forward for the for the left and for just Democrats in general to win this election. But you think they you... shot themselves in the foot with we abortion? Have we have been. Um, oh, oh, you mean the, the Republicans? Yeah, I think they did. Uh, I think that allows that. That is an avenue forward for us to go. But we need to make a few changes. First off, we need to stop having the Democrats fund the campaign ads of far-right candidates that further pushes the Overton window further. Their shenanigans might win us 2022, but they'll lose us 2024. Because once you get a Republican to sign off on the candidate that wants to kill gay people, they're going to keep voting for the candidate that says they want to kill gay people. Does that make any sense? You, yeah. You're pushing that Overton window further. Um, and, uh, you know, you two are going to have a vastly different opinion than I am on this, but gun control is something that they need to just stop talking about. They really do. Because it's it not a winning the, issue. It's not a winning issue. As I don't care what those polls say. It alienates the center. You have Republicans who are disgusted by the direction of the party. Who are those Liz Cheney's, the... Romneys. They do still exist. But maybe their one wedge, wedge issue is gun control. That's the whole reason they ever vote Republican. Is, do oh, you, they're going to take my guns. Do you not think kids being shot in school is a big enough issue for them to talk about and people being fed it's, up with that? But it's not going to change. Gun, the gun control is not going to fix that problem. <laughs> There's a whole lot of things we can do. 400 million guns. 3D printing is... Any moron with a 3D printer can pr- 3D print a 3D uh, 3D printed uh, receiver. So it's not doing um, anything better than trying to make a there are things make we can a do, move in a wrong, direction. But, yeah, there's things we can do, but the the direction we've been going with these assault weapon bans and uh, magazine limits it does nothing but piss off centrist gun owners and to some extent leftist gun owners. That's where I am. I'm a leftist gun owner. Mm-hmm. I am very supportive of firearm rights. Uh, that doesn't mean that I don't think that there's things that can change to some extent. Um, but so to I've... flat out try to ban something that extensive, there's 25 million, if I remember correctly, quote unquote, assault weapons in the mm-hmm. U.S. When they did it in 2000 or 1994, it was 175,000. And you know what happened in 1994? It may, this may be correlation. You know, correlation is not equal causation, but... There was the Republican Renaissance. They swept the midterms after they passed that. They swept it. So in comparison, they there, what, were the, the, what was the rate of of mass shootings, especially within schools, around nineteen ninety four? Regarding I mean, it was well, nineties is when it went up. Yeah, it was starting to go up. Yeah, but um, comparison to now. I so mean, was there as much outcry for these mass shootings and and? I mean, Columbine happened during the ban. Yeah, so since then, look how many you've had Sandy Hook, you know, Uvalde, yeah. the, the I, most I, recent I one under- like this. I understand this. Don't be wrong, I do. Yeah. I just, but, I failed to And I don't see... want to really get into the debate on this. I'm just simply mm. saying that by pushing hard on gun control, you are only alienating the centrist Republicans that really don't want to vote Republican. But damn, they're going to take my guns, so they're going to vote Republican. And this is you're what only I've... alienating some Democrats mm. who are gun owners that will just stay home because they'll they'll feel kind of 
politically homeless to some extent because we've made this a major issue of the campaign and of this the midterms is gun control it's it's cutting off your nose to spite your face while the main a a good chunk of the liberal base within the democrat party is for gun control you lose the the weeds on it and you have more and more you you lose the ability to win those elections yeah you have more and more minorities nowadays that are buying guns yeah, but I don't see... That's like one of the fastest so, growing as, demographics is minority as a, groups. As a political issue, is it, not, is it not viewed, and this is probably, as you said, outside looking in, is it not viewed as a major health risk? Shooting no. is the leading cause of child, child death in America. No, they're not. No, they're not. What is? That is that is not the case. The reason they say that is because they're lumping in anywhere up to 18-year-olds and, and even higher. It's not what? children. Those are people in the cities who are shooting each other, 16 to 18 year olds. That's where the death rates come from. When you say talking about children kids. have the highest rate. No, no, no. I'm not saying children have the highest rate of death, right? Gun violence against children. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Gun violence against quote unquote children. It's not. What is? It's not the highest risk. It's up there, isn't it? Uh, I, I, it yeah, it's a little bit higher, yeah, but it, it would say it's probably the most. And I don't have the figure right up. now. I, I do know it's not the most, but I know we have a hundred. What was well, we looked over this? It was like a hundred thousand people a year die to opioid overdose, and like forty thousand die to a gun, or even it might even be less. Drugs is a big fucking problem, right? Yeah, but we don't talk about it. Now, here's the thing. This is where I, I, I guess now we're kind of getting into this. My, you know, pie in the sky, what we need to do to solve this problem. There are mm-hmm. things we can do for guns and we can discuss that, you know, a little minutia of things. We need to focus on the wage gap. You know, you have people who a lot of these shootings, the actual violence, I'm not talking about the, the school shootings because each situation is tailored. Like each even, even different school shooters are tailored. You can tailor your response to those. You have your psycho, like, Sandy Hook types that they just, they're just going to kill a soft target. Um, you have your your right-wing conservative psychopaths that are going out and shooting black uh, grocery stores. Um, but and the, you can't, synagogues. the fact that yeah, they, synagogues, these people these are things. easily able to walk in anywhere and access that type of firearm with zero well, restriction, not, right? What do you mean? There is restriction. There's a lot of restriction. When, when we say restriction. I, what was it? Like Parkland, the Parkland shooting, if I remember correctly, that was the one where they shouldn't have gotten the gun, but because the FBI dropped the ball with a Knicks check, they were allowed to have it. I think it was Parkland. They can walk into a, a supermarket there, and, or Walmart, and purchase an assault weapon. Walmart areas. doesn't send yeah. ammunition anymore, does it? In some places, yeah. But the, the the availability to but walk the, my, in and but my, legally, my local Walmart doesn't sell guns. They sell ammo. To to legally purchase an assault weapon, right? Well, I mean but, that's I I don't I don't want to get into this. I'm gonna I don't want to get into this because we're gonna start arguing. I'm not arguing. I'm look. My position here, and I like guns, right? I over here, and it's a very common misconception that we have no guns or that we gave up our guns or whatever. There is oh, no, more guns didn't. now than when, you know, the, the um, John Howard brought in the restrictions and... and yeah, what was that? What the, was it, 97? 96. Wasn't it? 96? 96. Port Arthur. Uh, Port Arthur. After the Port Arthur massacre. Um, 
What I don't understand and what I just can't fathom is just the the blatant disregard for human life and child and children for the sake of a gun, right? Now, I do understand there is a lot of fear there and, and the idea of having an equaliser because there is so many guns getting around. There's 400 billion just, guns. Like, but I just cannot, the- cannot understand the, as I said, blatant disregard for human life. The, the bullshit yeah, excuses by, well, by, for for it, coming it, up it, with with not even trying to yeah. address the in issue. My, in my opinion, the you can level levy that blame at the gun control lobby as well because they're not proposing things that will actually fix the problem. None of them are. But not even wanting to Banning talk about the guns about, isn't going to change it. Not even wanting to talk about it or it not becoming a major political turning point is not going to fix it either. If it's not on the bill and it's not going to be a constant push for these politicians, they're gutless in my opinion because these are the future of America. These are the future generations that are just being cut down constantly in these mass shootings. So to not even try I mean, it's really not talk- that constant. Like, AR... <laughs> oh, God, I can't remember the figures, but it's like a, 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 a fraction of a percent of all gun deaths are by a assault rifle or assault weapon, rather. It's really Mainly handguns, isn't it? Compare it's that handguns. to the rest. It's handguns in in inner city violence. Compare but I guess the, that the, the, the difference between the a society world. like ourselves in Australia or even Ireland and America is we don't our guns are um, their sport, their sports and leisure um, tools and their farming mm. tools, whereas. So in 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 Ireland or in Australia, like if you shoot someone with a gun, you'd better be a soldier or a police officer or well, somebody stopping somebody with a crime. We, we can't or, we can't just shoot somebody for, de- for self-defense. Well, you can't defend right? yourself with a gun here. It's not it's not yeah. a weapon that we allow and, you and to the, defend it's yourself. It's a very with a gun. it's a but, very different. Yeah. But but the difference is, I guess, it, that I see in in America is that. There are already, like, we were never in a position in Australia like America is, where not only the majority of the people have guns, but the super majority. If you're looking at, they've got 300 million people and yeah. you've got 400 million guns. And that number so, is an estimate. We don't even know. Estimate. And that and that's right. You, you can't actually tell. probably a conservative can, estimate. We probably have more. Absolutely. But it's a culture issue. It's, it's um, obviously, we didn't it's, have it's access to guns. I, I believe, obviously, that access of guns, the easier the access of guns, no matter where you are, and the the amount of guns are going to lead okay. to more gun deaths. I'm Absolutely. Gonna, but... I'm going... Uh, uh, I, I'm going to challenge that. But, we had... Uh, and I'll let you challenge it, but I understand that in America, um, the issue is it is, ba- it is a constitutional right, and the view on guns is seen very differently than it is here. And maybe that's why we were able to curb it, and we were able to ban guns, and we were able to um, yeah, get didn't buybacks. Have that many. Yeah, but Apparently. we didn't have the many. That's right, and, and we didn't have the didn't culture have that of deep, uh, the deep anti-government. Yeah, yeah, that 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 government. I would disagree with that. It was very, it was very much, um, a part of the culture, and the people that did hand over those weapons in '96 weren't necessarily wanting to, but they understood the severity of the situation and they understood that moving forward... Yeah, that the fact that they even turned them in shows that the culture is different. 
you would never get that in America. They tried to do that. And this is what the assault weapons this is what I, in America I'm in the failing 90s. to understand that even, even the discussion to be raised and prioritizing guns over children's lives or anybody's lives. I just can't understand that as from a first world country, um, especially one that. Well, I, we, we, spoke, say, we spoke briefly before about uh, you know America policing the world, and that's one major issue that's being looked at across the so, world now is the way that they handling things domestically regarding gun control and mass shootings and just the level of gun violence. Okay. Um, again, I didn't even want to get into this because now we're in it. Now we're in the mm. weeds. Now I have to defend it. So. While I'm not, like, some big, like, rah, 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 you know, Second Amendment, whatever kind of person, mm-hmm. I do support gun rights. Um, I support uh, civilian ownership of firearms because I think that's the only way you prevent anybody from telling you what to do. <laughs> and and it's, it's not to say, oh, yeah, we'll just rebel against the government. What could happen? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying when you have an armed populace, they're harder to control in the aspect of... Mm, should I try it? No, I might get shot. It, it doesn't make any sense. And anyway, I wanted to challenge the point you were making about uh, what was it? Um, uh, what was the point you were making? Um, uh, Davey, about the disregard about, uh, for oh, Dave. is that statistics about having a gun in your home? No, 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 no. Dis- it was um. Oh, what the hell was it about? No, I don't the remember. Culture? No, I don't remember. I wouldn't, wouldn't, wasn't part of the culture. Uh, At the end of the day, what I want to say about it is, again, it's a losing issue within America at the moment. It will pull votes away from the Democrats. We need to not push that button. That's what happened with Beto, I guess, in in Texas. Texas nearly turned blue. He could have got that that Texas seat. Beto O'Rourke was just the worst person to, to push forward. Like, Mr. I like Beto, and I do again, like because because we're looking at this from a liberal, um, outside of America, um, view. We, we we look at it as like how how can you not do this? But you see, the the problem is there's not the there's not the the groundswell. There is not the um, the support for it. So you end up losing your candidate that would have even had any kind of pull yeah. in changing the culture. The person, then, the, Mr. I, oh, hell yeah, we're going to take your AR-15s is running in Texas for governor. Are you kidding me? No. Well, I don't so think he ended up a Republican then ended up winning. It's about but. taking away the AR-15s or taking away the guns and more so about regulating them and, that's and what making sure. Said. No, as a whole, said. as a whole, right? Is, is well, the no, argument it is. It's about that. It's about that. About taking guns or just yeah. becoming more common sense in regards to licensing with um, registrations, those sorts of things yeah. that that can t- drastically reduce the amount of gun violence. It won't though. It's you know proven, what will though? It's proven to work in every other country apart. Yeah, from every other country that doesn't have four hundred million guns. I don't think the this number. The I, I don't think the number there. It, you know, without even trying to say that you it's can not going to work and find a gun in America. <laughs> but you can pull guns even, out of the is, water. And I think this is you know. To just flat out say it's not going to work without even trying, I, you're failing. What I'm, I, I'm you've trying even to, to explain here, they don't, they don't there want are to we even can try. Do. Oh, yes, I remember what, what I was going to challenge here. The more access we actually had to guns in the past, the less gun crime we had. 
back during the 40s, 50s, 60s, you could just go and mail order a gun. It was only from the 60s to 70s onward when you started to see more gun violence rise in America. And you also saw that in like the 1910s, 20s, 30s with the wave of immigration. Uh, like the discrimination against like the Italians and um, Irish people during that era of time is when you also saw a rise in gun violence. Um, poverty. Yeah, poverty. Poverty is what does it. Poverty and neglecting your well, your population. The ways you can solve gun violence, at least to some extent, you're never going to cure the issue. The moment there's guns, there's going to be gun violence. Same as if there's fertilizer, there's going to be fertilizer bombs. The same reason if there's trucks, you're going to have uh, people running over people. You, It's a tool. You're not going to fix that problem. However, you can deal with the underlying causes of it. If you don't deal with the underlying causes with it, they'll just use something else. Okay, so the underlying cause being the mentality yeah, behind having guns is that everybody needs to have one to feel safe. If you remove that mentality, then you're not going to have that violence, are you? Well, it used to not be that way. It used to be the case of but it is we now. had good gun, uh, we had a good culture of gun ownership where people took it seriously. They don't take it seriously anymore. Um, but on top of that, it's not even just a culture underlying issue. That's just very simplistic to say. There's a whole lot well, of things that are causing level. these problems. There's a whole lot of things you can do to fix this problem. Banning guns or trying to strictly regulate them isn't going to do it. The guns are already there. You can buy a 3D printer and make a gun. What you can do to well, fix this you- single payer healthcare system, focusing on the wage gap. Um, so how much is a not fr- means, 3D printer? Not, it, just just 3D printer in comparison to a gun. Which one's cheaper at the moment over there? 3D printer. For a good one to be able to print a, a firearm and then be able to use yeah, it and then buy the, the, the 300 firearm. Bucks, 300 bucks. And how much is a gun? What, what do you say to to buy? Anyway, what do you what say I, to people? I, what do you say to people that like? So we have we have mental issues here um, in Australia and all over the world really at a similar rate. And we have disenfranchised people with the government. We have we've all, we've we've a lot of similar things with the US um, culturally in terms of um, healthcare systems that, that that aren't up to scratch. Yeah, you know poverty, similar poverty, jobless levels and stuff. But 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 then the argument becomes well, and even with suicide rates because um, we we generally attempt suicide, I should say. At a similar rate to to Americans, yeah, and Korea has a higher Americans, suicide rate. Yeah, but but again, because of the access of the, I don't want to say success rate, but um, the ability to. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's an easy off and on switch. Like it's, it's yeah. exactly it, it. It's easier to succeed in in going through that when you when you have those tools. And I know, I think Americans, and this is my opinion, and I might be wrong. I think Americans generally are willing to accept that because they believe culturally that they would that that's a that's an allowable risk because they believe that if it happens that that one day they will need to to to, to take up arms against somebody. Yeah, whether it is it's government, home defense, taking arms, it's political soft power. There's a whole lot of things that yeah. go into it. What I was trying, what I've been trying to say, what things we can do to fix this problem? Because I, don't get me wrong, I we need to fix this problem. 
And I'm not going to be yeah. the, oh, just harden the schools and put it. And I'm not going to be like that. But you, you don't believe fi- that we should have one entrance and exit into a school? No. To- <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I do think there is Trump a little bit. Said of, that. I do think there is a tiny bit of merit to it. If you have one major entrance and like exits that you can actually get out, but you can't get in from the outside. You could maybe fire, see it comes to an issue when it comes to fire safety and stuff like that as well, though, right? Well, would it really? Which are more a, likely to happen. A, if you had, like, ten exits and only one entrance, so, like, doors that can't be opened from the outside, you know. Fire doors. Fire doors, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's fine. So, I, uh, to, uh, anyway, getting distracted here, getting pulled in, uh, like, spaz cat brain here, uh, cat girl brain. Um... Things we can do to fix this problem because we do have to fix this problem. I agree. Single payer healthcare system. We need to not means test um, our fin- our um, welfare system like crazy to where you have people who aren't even getting married who normally would get married because they would suddenly make too much money. You have. Uh, just, I, I have to kind of give it a little bit to the Republicans. There is a broken family system because there isn't enough resources towards people to be able to properly have a family nowadays it's too and, and enough safety net right yeah there's in, not in a case, safety net in case it. those family families fail there's no safety net in america no there's like no we have here no yeah. there's nothing and even here we could do a lot better when it comes to broken to broken homes and yeah. and, and so we have both sides of that there's so we have both sides of that we have broken homes that need need fixing and it's not oh we need a strong man and uh, you know, no none of that conservative dumb brain stuff we need to empower the family to be able to succeed and we're not um it's not tenable to have a single mother working two full-time jobs to raise a child in an inner city where where are they gonna do you know what are they gonna do they're gonna fall to crime because that's what pays the bills people don't want to be criminals they, they become criminals because they have to. In a lot of, I mean, you have the edge cases. Okay, well, Jeffrey Dahmer, whatever. Not yeah, yeah, considering yeah. those psychopaths. I, I, you're talking about like, majority of crime, people yeah. that are stealing and robbing people's houses. And end the drug war. Yeah, drugs are bad. Drug wars. It's antithetical to stopping drugs, Roy. I mean, I think we were talking about this before the other day. I mean, even with, with, with sex work, it's like if you want to stop sex work, you have to decriminalize it because... Yeah. Like how did they get out of that loop when they have a criminal record for being yeah. a sex worker? They don't so, get a new job. They can't get out of it. Yeah. yeah. Same yeah so the, the way our, our for-profit prison system is also a problem where we're basically allowing, allowing our generations of people to be effectively destitute because once you get out of prison, that's it. That's you're not, it's very hard to get out of that cycle of, of poverty. Um, you have the recidivism rates way too damn high. We treat we treat prison not as a way to rehabilitate, but as a way to punish. And when they get out, they have nothing. That's another thing. So ending the drug war. And honestly, it's kind of a bit of a meme. Legalize weed. That's one thing we could even do to like start pushing to try to win in the U.S. for the Democrats. That'd be a major winning issue if they could pass legal marijuana. Seventy percent of the country wants legal weed. Almost, I think it's every demographic is more in favor of lead weed legalization than not. Even the Republicans want Even it. Republicans, Even yeah. Even the Republicans yeah, yeah. want it. So, if you use I that money... I think Joe has a problem with that. I think Joe has yeah, a problem with that, obviously, and, because of yeah. Hunter. Yeah. And he believes it to be a sort of a... 
what would you call it? Like the gateway uh, drug. And, a gateway drug. And the, uh, and the fact that it's illegal is the reason it's a gateway drug to begin with. That's right. Because there's no legal method towards doing so. So legalize weed, decriminalize all drugs, end the drug war. And what they need to do then is take that money from taxes and direct it at low-income houses, or low-income houses, low-income neighborhoods and cities. Uh, targeted reparations towards these communities, these predominantly black communities that have been redlined to hell and effectively left and forgotten. And that's where the crime is because they have no opportunity. People, yeah, like I, I said, don't people don't want to be criminals. Say, oh, look at these, look at these black communities um, committing all this crime. But when you look at it, it's it's literally attributed to poverty. Yeah. And uh, and and intergenerational poverty that you can attribute really, like you were saying, back to back to slavery. What was it? Uh, there was a was it Oakland Oakland ceasefire. I if I can even spell. Yeah, Oakland ceasefire. That's one thing that people need to start looking up. Uh, it is a a thing that we could do right now to try and lessen um, gun violence in America. Uh, let me just kind of pull up a snippet for it, so I'm like quoting it correctly uh, yeah I, I oh my god I, I don't want to subscribe to you San Francisco Chronicle I, I hate that <laughs> I hate that the Washington Post democracy dies in darkness while they have a I hate that when you click in uh, to see a news article and they make you pay yeah stop it there we go so Oakland ceasefire is a collaborative strategy among law enforcement local clergy and community organizations to bring down violent crime rates in the city has been credited with reducing gun violence since it started in 2013 but the program was hamstrung by the pandemic and Oakland's homicide rates climbed which yeah that it's a pandemic it's a once in a uh, century issue um, so let's see here I just want to make sure I'm getting this right. You know what I mean? Um, let's see here. Um, O-Town. MC Hammer runs Oakland, by the way, everybody out there. Really? You, you want to fuck... <laughs> Red man, and, method man of the Wu-Tang Clan found out the hard way. You don't mess with fucking <laughs> MC Hammer. MC Hammer is MC Cock the Hammer. Just so you, just so y'all know. But like, either way, you could we we can we can get yeah, that info. Anyway, it, it, yeah, yeah. It, look, we'll, we'll wrap it up, everybody. Um, U.S. domestic, obviously, it's well, I, it, <laughs> the reason why the world cares. The reason why the yeah. world cares is we are very much downstream from America. And 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 the the rhetoric that comes from America usually usually comes to us like we were talking geopolitically wars we join you where we use and it's the same with, with um, whether it's guns or just just American ideology and <coughs> fucking beers in general, <laughs> right? Um, so that, I, I guess that's why I'm, why the world kind of yeah has that it. vested interest in in, um, in in America that way, and, and I definitely get it. Um... But what's the I, what do you do you think that just to finish this off, I guess to put a little cherry on the the cupcake, you put cherries and cupcakes, whatever it is, yeah, cherry whatever. on the ice cream. The icing on the cake. The icing yeah, on yeah, the yeah. cake. Frosty. What what is are we black pilled? Are we doomer pilled now? Or do you think worldwide there is some good shit? How would it, you end it? Really depends. Um like I, I think I even told you before in the uh, in past conversations, it's utopia or bust. 
this yep. next decade is going to be the most important decade of our entire lives. And if we don't get it right, that's it. I don't know Shit. how we recover. But I do think we will. As long as we can do the right things, we could win. And it's all about whether or not we have the will and drive to do so. And I, I was kind of, we really got sidelined with the gun stuff, and I really didn't want to touch on that too, too much. Um, but there are things we can do to win. There are things the Democrats can do to stop this, and they need to do it. Um, there is a lot of promise with what we saw in Kansas that we could win in the midterms. There is that chance. We don't have to just like completely go doomer pilled on it, but we need to take the proper actions. We need to stop funding these far right candidates to push the Overton window further. We need to shut up about gun control. We need to, I don't know, legalize weed. That might be one good thing to do. Sing, uh, start actually embracing the working class. Because at the end of the day, people are going to vote with their dollar, with their how they're feeling economically. At the end of the day, as much as we like to say, you know, voters will vote for what we tell them to, if they feel that they're not getting a fair shake, then that's going to reflect in voting. And it's not even about people voting and crossing over to vote Republican because they're, we're in a recession. It's people feeling like they can't even, that it doesn't matter. They're going to get doomer pilled, you know, like we were just saying. Um, so having that sort of hope is important. Because if we don't, you'll just stay home and you'll let them win. So I guess there's things we can do and there's a real good chance we can do it. We just need to do it. And geopolitically, it's sort of the same case. If we play our cards right, this will be a thing of the past. China will go through change here in the coming years. Uh, Russia will flounder because they've already lost. Um, just how It just matters whether or not we decide we want to fully back Ukraine, whether or not they stay as they are or if they return back to their original borders. But that's neither here nor there. Russia's already lost. The world has been emboldened. And there's a lot of good that can come. We just need to do everything right. And I think having that sort of, you were saying, the space communism... You know, that's our pie in the sky, you know. Um, Shining light on the hill. Yeah, I, I think that's important. Because um, without without utopia or without, without a brighter side at the end of everything, there's nothing. There's, there's nostalgia. There's apathy. There's looking back. And we can't look back. We need to look forward. Well, you heard it there, Forsyters. So. We need to we need to strive for utopia, which is like the best of our ideals and the best of um, our most shiny idea of what the future can be. And keep fighting for it. And uh, keep fighting for it. And look, thank you, Empress Julia. Thank you for coming here. Thank you for sharing that American um, you, you, that American view of of the world. I mean, we, we, we've been wanting to get an American on here for a long time. It's just it's even, fucking second season now. Even the insight to, yeah. you know, a lot of the political issues that we don't yeah. uh, get to read into a lot more. Yeah, it's been good. Thank you like, for coming on. Yeah. 
And, and even then, I'm not even like a monolith within the, as you could probably tell, based on other Republicans, you've, or not Republicans, wow, I screwed that one up. <laughs> based on a other. Yeah, it's, it's a mask. Uh, uh, no, based on other. Um, we've been talking about the Republicans so damn much. Um, based on um, other Americans that you've talked to. Um, I'm probably an aberration, I'm assuming. In a yeah, lot of I cases. talk to either people that are either far right or far left, and you've and you've you've always kind of fell right in the middle. Except I'm not right a centrist. Now because, <laughs> but you're not a centrist, which you are. You are on the left, but yeah, um, I'm a leftist. It's just I have a um a more pragmatic view of the world. I and you were a, t- you were talking yeah. about with Romney, which is interesting, where you divided his personal views from his you know the way he acted. I'm sort of the same way. Yeah. You know, I have my my prescriptivist stuff. In my descriptivist stuff, and the majority of the time, I fall in descriptivist. Prescriptively, I don't want Russia to win at all. I don't want China to win at all, which kind of fits with my descriptivist sort of explaining of the situation. And we kind of got into that a little bit. But I also don't like the crap the U.S. is pulling with 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 Ukraine, where we're letting people die for a geopolitical point. Um, we're like the, the shit we do with the IMF. We didn't even touch on Cuba. How yeah. we have continued to um, sanction and embargo Cuba. That, that needs to change. We need to remove that with what's going on now. What their, their infrastructure is crumbling even worse than the U.S. to where they can't even keep the lights on. They just had a recent fire where uh, their oil, was it oil tanker, oil storage or whatever, just burst into flames. It's going to take years to get back on track. Their power plants are crumbling. They can't support the population. They're going to go through a major humanitarian crisis. And we're just not doing anything about it. And before Cuba had Venezuela to help them. And before Venezuela, they had the Soviet Union. What do they got now? Russia? Russia can barely do anything about it because they're going through their own thing. China is too. Venezuela is. They're all going through issues. Cuba's got nobody. And say what you want about their politics, whether you're right, left, tanky, anarchist, whatever. The people in Cuba need our help. And if you want to think of it as a American, you know, America first, rah, 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 Trump BS, like a lot of people do. um, Think of the consequence of refugees flooding Florida like they did in the 80s. That's what you want to say to the Republicans, because that's what that's what will happen. People die, and we're going to see drownings as people try to escape Cuba because it's not sustainable anymore. And on that lovely note, yeah, everybody, on that dark note, <laughs> Farsiders, thank you, Empress Julia. Where yeah. can we find you? Where where can when when where can these crazy Farsiders find you if they want to hear a bit more? Yeah, um, so I've. I used to stream on Twitch and I've sort of taken a break because I'm going to transition mostly over to YouTube, right? Uh, I don't have like a custom URL where you can look me up. Like I don't have enough following yet to have that. Um, but my name currently is Empress on YouTube, which good luck finding that when you look it up. Uh, <laughs> we'll, better, stick it, we'll stick a yeah, link in you'd the have a, You'd the have a better chance here. finding yeah. me on Twitch. Uh, on, on, not Twitch, uh, Twitter. Because I, I'm Twitter. pretty big on Twitter. Uh not big, but I'm usually very active on Twitter. You can find me. 
And it's uh, the Empress Julia, I believe. Cool. Uh, yes, at the Empress Julia. So no, at no spaces, Empress no spaces, Julia. no underscores, nothing. Just yeah. Nothing no spaces, no underscores. Check It'll her be out. in the description. Yeah, It'll be in the description. There. Don't even trust us. Go down there, motherfuckers. <laughs> Check it out. Thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, illuminating. And uh, yeah, thank you yeah. very much. And you Firesiders, everybody. Cheers, We're going to raise you. our glasses. I would cheers. raise my glasses to you, but she I cannot don't raise have hand tracking. <laughs> I will get there. I will get there. In spirit, I am raising spirit. my my Mountain Dew Zero. <laughs> have a good one.